Shop at Acme and redeem your rewards points for free grocery items or discounts on gas at participating Exxon or mobile stations. Download the Acme mobile app or visit acmemarkets.com. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today's Tuesday. It's 20th day of June. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Philadelphia police are investigating two separate shootings that they believe stem from parties at Airbnb properties in the city. The first shooting happened in Kensington at about 10 p.m. Monday evening. Uh, police say between 50 to 100 people, many of them juveniles, were at a party at what appeared to be an Airbnb property on Ember Street and Susquehanna Avenue. Shell casings were found outside. An 18-year-old victim was believed to have been in, uh, at the Airbnb property before being shot. He was taken to the hospital in critical but stable condition. Police are now trying to determine who actually rented the property. Wasn't uh, a, We had a story about Airbnb. I think you did about them clamping that, down yes, on, on not allowing these party properties. Yeah, they mentioned yeah. that in this actually. Yeah. It's going to be hard for them to do that. Yeah, right. not, it's not yeah. yeah, it's not foolproof. Proof. Yeah. Uh, the second shooting happened 2 hours later at 11:50 Monday evening in Strawberry Mansion. Police were called for a large crowd at the property on North 29th Street and Cecil B. Moore Avenue. Police say there were dozens of people inside and outside the Airbnb property, many of them uh, underage. And then if you if you continue to have obviously their, you know, uh, properties get trashed and things like that, but if you start having shootings and yeah start getting killed. Yeah. I wonder how tough it's going to be for Airbnb to exist if, you know, lawsuits start popping up and things like that. Well, there's only so far you can distance yourself yeah. from this and anybody anybody who has retained legal counsel is going to say go after Airbnb. Yeah. 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 The only thing is though, I mean, we, we hear this because yes, there's a shooting and obviously this should not be happening, but think about all the other rentals that go just fine. Yeah. I know. I know. I'm just saying, you know, when you when you have a a handful or more than a handful of yeah. high-profile things and and people are injured or killed then, you know, sometimes it's a matter of time before something gets shut down and it just happens. Well, on the other takes. side, think about the difficulty you're going to have in planning a shooting party. Yeah, oh, yeah. Shooting party. While officers were dispersing the crowd, they were told that a girl had been shot. Officers found a 13-year-old around the corner. She was taken to the hospital in stable condition. An 18-year-old male was driven to the hospital by a private vehicle after being shot in the legs. Police say there was one spent shell casing inside the property. Neighbors want the city to crack down on these Airbnb properties. According to Airbnb, we all love to wander the world, but it's against our terms of service for anyone under the age of 18 to create an account to travel or host. Last year, Airbnb launched anti-party technology aimed at blocking people who try to use the rental platform to throw the party, but uh, clearly, you know, there's loopholes that people can get through. And they, they sort of, it's not overtly stated, but you're supposed to clean up your shell casings after a party, right? <laughs> In April, City Council held a hearing on short-term rental properties rented through platforms like Airbnb. The hearing followed a growing number of complaints around a handful of properties that neighbors say are consistently causing problems from parties to violence. Do they, do they have any straight dead-on competitors that are... Uh, VRBO. Right. Yeah. Is, is it the same model or is it slightly different? No, it's exactly, exactly the, the same. Exactly the same? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I never oh. hear people mention that. I always hear Air- Airbnb. Here's another one that my friend was telling me about, and she uses, uh, it is, oh gosh, I wish I could remember. It's red something. And you have to pay for it, right? You ha- it's uh, $15 a year, 
And you can use... It's the one squatters use. No, well, it's timeshares. Oh, is are, it? That are being unused. Oh, okay. So, like, so she stayed in a place in Palm Springs that she was telling me it was like $1,000 a night. She got it for $2,800 for the week. That's, That's pretty, pretty wild. Cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, so, so these are all timeshares that are going to go unused. Wow. Yeah. Find That's out what cool. it is. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And then don't say anything on the air. Yeah, about and then it. just Don't, don't let the secret yeah. out, and then we'll be broadcasting from Florida. I think it's lobstertube. Lobstertube, yeah. Check under squirting is the That's porn, by the way, for those who may not know. Don't go to it. Uh, so, yeah, so this, these Airbnbs uh, apparently in some of these neighborhoods are becoming a problem. And they're saying they're like specific uh, properties. So yeah, it's also yeah. up to, you know, whoever the owner is or the management company, um, you know, they're, they're allowing this to continue to happen. Right. Uh, this is an awful story. A missing nine-year-old boy died at the hospital Monday night after he was pulled from a pond in Bucks County. Police were called to the pond located at Vox and Hickory Roads just before 6 o'clock in the evening in New Britain Township. The child's bike and a fishing pole were nearby when officers arrived, but police say the boy was nowhere to be found. A dive team from Point Pleasant Fire Department responded and located the boy in the water. He was transported to Doylestown Hospital where he was pronounced dead at 7.01. Parents in the tight-knit neighborhood are in tears after hearing about the tragic lost. The boy's father uh, went to neighbor's house as a son after he went missing. A neighbor said we rode past and he was fishing and that was around 410 maybe. It was the last time we saw him. It's still unclear how the boy ended up in the water. According to a neighbor, there was a fence around the pond, but this past year it was taken down. Anyone with information or witnesses who saw the young boy at the pond are being asked to contact police. Philadelphia Police and the Citizens Crime Commission announced a $10,000 reward for a bartender who was abducted nearly three months ago. Police have been searching for 48-year-old Wei Um, who vanished during an er- the early morning hours of March 31st. Authorities say Um was returning home from work when multiple armed men forced him into a vehicle near the 900 block of East Godfrey Avenue around 2.30 in the morning. It's unclear if his clothing was recovered along the banks of the Delaware River during a search in April. Investigators say the men who abducted Um took off in a dark-colored newer uh, model Ford Explorer. The suspects are wearing dark hooded sweatshirts and were armed with handguns, police say. Uh, um hasn't been seen or heard from since. Uh, he was a bartender at Oxford Tavern on Oxford Avenue. On March 6th, Um was robbed outside of the Oxford Tavern by a masked man, but it was never reported to police. Authorities released a photo of the person of interest in that robbery, hoping it may lead them to Um. Anyone with information is being asked to contact police. In sports this morning... <laughs> The Phillies were off last night and returned home tonight to open up a three-game series against the Atlanta Braves. Both teams won six games in a row, and Atlanta is in first place in the National League East, eight games ahead of the Phillies. With a record of 38-34, and 34, the Phillies have 13 wins in their last 15 games and are four games over 500 for the first time this season. Ranger Suarez will get the start tonight. The first pitch is scheduled for 640. And in the 2023 NBA draft, it will take place this Thursday, June 22nd. The San Antonio Spurs won the the number one overall pick in the draft lottery, giving them the, giving them the opportunity to select star French center Victor Wenbanyama. The first the draft will start at eight o'clock, and San Antonio will be on the clock shortly after that. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much. Welcome, good morning, you lucky son of a bitch. You've joined us on a day where we have a lot going on, so we are excited to bring forth the following. Number one, it's a tattoo Tuesday. We have a chance for you to impress and see theme tattoo. 
from Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. So text word tattoo to 39333. We will put you in the running for that. We'll have a winner by the end of the show. Speaking of winners, uh, our friends from uh, Burgers by Wild Witch are going to be stopping by today. So that means... We'll have some good food here, and we will have some giveaways for you. We have $50 gift cards. We'll be giving nice. away a bunch of those through the course of the morning. We also have the results of the I Bleed for Preston and Steve blood drive. We're going to reveal that information around the bizarre file. Is that when we're doing that? Yeah, actually, whenever you want, man. Okay. I mean, it's, it's up to you. I think it's a good spot. To You're a call, bro. So yeah. we will do that. We'll reveal that in the first bizarre file, which is around 745, somewhere around that 745, 8 o'clock. Then... We also have an event that is taking place. You, the good people of Philadelphia, have been sitting in bumper-to-bumper traffic because of the issues with I-95 and the replacement process that's going through. So we have randomly picked a high-volume area this morning, and we are going to surprise those who sit monotonously in their vehicle. My heart goes out to you. And we're gonna we're gonna shower you with some love. Yeah. More, more specifically, we're gonna shower you with donuts. Yeah. And also with uh, lottery tickets. Yeah. This morning. So uh, we're gonna reveal location where we have some members of the President Steve Show and the MMR staff who are gonna be on the street this morning, just handing out free stuff to give you a little ray of sunshine. Give you a smile as you've been dealing with this detour nightmare, which fortunately, according to the government, is gonna be over in about two weeks. Yeah. But still, it's already wow. been two weeks. Right. Yeah. So we want to give you a little bit of a respite from what you've been dealing with from day to day. So this morning, probably around 7.15 or so, we're going to be out on the streets and spreading some love. And we have uh, Sarah Parker, who's yes. going to be uh, leading the charge. Connor is going to be out there. We have several of our uh, favorite staff members and interns and uh, and, and beautiful faces for yes. you this morning. Yes, to make you smile. To make you smile. Yeah, Melissa Kai. Oh, are we revealing that or no? Sure, uh, why Tina, not? And Tina Marie. <laughs> yeah. Melissa Kai, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we will uh, we'll have your chance to, to get some free stuff. We'll just tell you when and where as we get a little bit closer to it. So that will be happening. Some rays of sunshine on the streets, even though we have cloudy skies this morning. And our friend Rob McElhenney will yes. be on the program today. Uh, the AFC uh, Wrexham and uh, Union Friendly is coming up at the end of July. And we're going to talk to Rob about that match and just what's going on with It's Always Sunny and what's up in his world. I chuckle at the notion of a friendly match. You yeah. know this is going to be. It's going to be absolutely fully committed. They always take it seriously. Absolutely. So, uh, so we will talk to Rob at 930 this morning, I believe. That's yes. the scheduled time. All right. So we have a lot on our plate today. Uh, so, you know, save some room. All right. There's a lot uh, to go around. We're going to take a break. Come back in a second. We'll get the end of the chamber report and super questions. Stay put. Returning in a moment. Don't know about it. Don't know about it. Hey, want to hang out with your favorite MMR DJs? Check out the events and appearances page at WMMR.com. Come say hello. Plus, you might even win some cool prizes we snuck out of the building. WMMR.com's got all the where, whens, and what they're giving away. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash for 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. 
But no nation. You feeling the heat? Mm, are you? High temps aren't the only thing that are getting you hot under the collar. Wait till you see those energy bills. The solution? Call my friends at Window Nation for new energy efficient windows. And right now you get 50% off any style window. Bows, bays, double hung, sliders. 50% off. Plus zero down, zero payments, and 0% interest for 24 months. And this week only, you can receive an additional 10% off. 866-90NATION or go to windownation.com and tell them we sent you. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. If you missed it a little bit later on this morning, for those of you who have been dealing with detours because of 95, uh, we, this morning, are going to spread some love for those who have had to change their traffic patterns and sit in some ungodly traffic. Uh, We found a location that has been affected by this, and just as a gesture, just to help out some people, we're sending a crew out this morning to hand out some things to make things a little bit more comfortable on your ride in. We just have to pep you up a little. Free donuts from our friends at Duncan, and uh, we are also going to give away some scratch off lotto tickets. Yeah. So you might walk out of there a winner and a little bit of, you know, food Something. in your belly. A smiling face, a yep. couple of gifts to make that rotten bumper to bumper traffic yep. a little bit better. Especially since it's a new different way for you to go into work. So we will uh, we'll get to that probably in about, I don't know, 45 minutes or so. Um, so we'll reveal where that's going to happen, then we'll send the crew out and we'll start handing out the love. In the meantime, we want to give some other things away. Via the stupid question, we're going to give away a $50 DoorDash gift card. If you can answer this correctly, I got this from uh, our friend Roy Perry. Ah, uh, wh- wh- how's he doing? He's great. He emails me all the time. I just oh. got an email from him, too. Yep, and uh, he used to work here at uh, WMMR for a long, long time. And uh, sometimes he'll send me some bizarre file stories and things like that. Well, he sent me a stupid question, which I find to be very interesting. This has to do with the band Spinal Tap. Yes. Oh. All right, and their legendary 1982 U.S. tour. Philadelphia was the second stop. This is from the movie, okay? So right. what fictional venue did the band play in Philadelphia? Okay. 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer to this. Might be a hard one to search and find out, so you may just know this already. And Spinal and on Spinal Tap's legendary 1982 U.S. tour, Philadelphia was the second stop. What fictional venue did the band play? 215-263-WMMR. Call now. All right. Today happens to be the 20th day of June, and we have a very iconic person celebrating their birthday today. It is his 81st birthday today, and it is Brian Wilson of wow. the Beach Boys. Wow. Yes, he turns a year older today. One Legend. of the yeah. all-time greatest, greatest songwriters, greatest producers uh, obviously a singer and a performer in his own right. So they had the Grammys, a tribute to the Beach Boys. He was there. Uh, they had them up in a sort of a balcony. Uh, and I just recently watched a documentary where he goes along on a drive with a reporter who's become a lifelong friend of his. And they go to various areas that were essential to the building of the, the Beach Boys. And it's kind of weird, Preston, because... He's doing a lot better, but you can see him get nervous and bad memories start to surface. But there's that genius thing going on in him that you cannot deny. Yep, absolutely. The the arrangements he did were incredible. Uh, So he celebrates his 81st birthday today, Brian Wilson. Uh, It's also John Goodman's birthday today. He's 10 years younger than Brian Wilson. He turned 71. And I saw a picture of him yesterday. Uh, he has recently lost 200 pounds. Massive. Yeah. yeah. And he looks, he doesn't look um, 
sometimes you can look really sick. He looks thick. He, he looks, looks pretty good. He looks a little gaunt, but I mean that's just because you know him as one way. Yeah, you know. But um, you saw a hooker on his back at a strip club. I did. Yeah, yeah. I absolutely. I don't think he can hold that hooker up now. Uh, John Goodman turns seventy-one today. Do we have a John Goodman clip? Yeah, this Go is uh, one of the greatest football speeches of all time. You just got your asses whipped. <laughs> oh my God. By a bunch of goddamn nerds. <laughs> I love this. Nerds! Uh, hang on, there's more. Well, if I was you, I'd do something about it. I would redeem myself. <laughs> I would get up and redeem myself in the eyes of my father, my maker, and my coach. Well, let's get those nerds! 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 It's from Lincoln, right? Yes. It is yeah. from Lincoln. <laughs> uh, we realized at uh, dinner last night that uh, my youngest has never seen uh, Revenge of the Oh, Nerds. no! So that will be one to add to the list. John Goodman is 71 today. Nicole Kidman has her birthday as well, and she turns 56. There's a lot of really good birthdays. So there's, there's the a, there appears to be a couple of the kids between her and Tom Cruise that she is not able to communicate with. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, there's a weird sort of dynamic going on with the kids that are with Tom Cruise that they right. adopted together, and they sort of split them down the middle. That's uh, Scientology, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, I would think so. Here's a little factoid. Do you know she was not born in Australia? Wait what? a second. What? She's actually, according to this, she is American. She was born what? in Honolulu, Hawaii. Oh, so wow. I think Mel Gibson is actually, was born in the United States and moved to Australia. Okay. All right. Uh, Nick is looking this up. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, so citizenship, Australia and the United States. And she so was that's born a Hawaiian accent. In, uh, in Honolulu, that must be a yeah. Hawaiian accent. Good day. 56 today. Uh-huh. And I, I'm going to say this next name for Casey. Thank you. It is Cindy Lauper's birthday today. Oh, come what on, is it? man. It's <laughs> nothing. What was that? It's time after time, but it's uh, maybe a live version. Label incorrectly. Anyway, it's Cindy Lauper, and in the movie, just one of the guys, one of the characters, says Cindy Lauper. Lauper. So that's how we refer to her. Uh, she is seventy years old today. She looks so nice. <laughs> yeah, yes. she's great. I, I uh, uh, a couple of years ago, I, I dove into um, behind the scenes stuff from We Are the World. Yeah, and uh, the segment when it's uh, her and Huey Lewis, uh-huh. and I think it was, was it Kim Carnes, maybe uh, they they sing a part together, and, and it showed them. Working out the parts. She's a great singer. She really is. Man. I mean, really powerful voice. What are the commercials she does for? Was it plaque psoriasis or what's the uh... chest psoriasis? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, what about it? No, I'm just. Oh. I, I was simply asking the question as to what was the nature of the. Commercial oh, I didn't hear does. the question. Yeah, yeah. So yes, yeah, she she has psoriasis, yeah, yeah. Uh, and she turns uh, seventy years old today. Great performer, Lionel Richie. Another he has diphtheria. Another great one from the world of music. And he turns uh, 74 years old today and obviously has made uh, American Idol a career for him as well. He's uh, he's great. He's a legend. He might have gone under the knife one too many times. Oh, a little bit much. One too many times. Uh, it's also Bob Vila's birthday today. He's like an OG, is he not? He okay. is an OG. That's the first real home improvement popular show that I remember. Like, this I remember, old house? Yeah, yeah. I could give a rat's ass, and he was the guy who made it. Oh, okay, that's kind of it. I love watching other people work. Yep. Uh, he is uh, 77 today. I know. It's much better when they work, isn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, do you my, hang around when guys come to do work on the house? I'm uh, that annoying guy. I say, what are you doing? Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Michael Anthony of Van Halen celebrates his 
69th uh, birthday today. What's song chicken is this? Foot. Oh, it's Chicken Foot. All right, yeah. so yes, he was in the band. Yes. Um, what's that incredible song you're playing? <laughs> From uh, Chicken Foot, Sammy Hagar. Chicken Foot. Uh, isn't Chad Smith in Chicken Foot too? I thought he was. Yeah. Uh, and he turns uh, 69 years old. Today. Joe Satriani's in that band too. All right, uh, let's see. Actor Josh Lucas, uh, who's been in a bunch of stuff. Sweet Home Alabama, he plays the uh, the ex-husband. In so he started his career being sort of the love interest and mm-hmm. the, the, the likable guy, and then he really excels now at being a prick. Yeah, because yeah. in uh, Ford versus Ferrari... He's the scumbag. He's a great jerk yeah. in that. Uh, he's also kind of a foil in A Beautiful Mind. Yes. Um, yeah, he's a great actor. He's uh, 52 today. Uh, Ro- uh, Robert Rodriguez. Love or is, him. It, or is it Roberto Rodriguez? Robert, Robert, Robert Rodriguez, Rodriguez, the director, right? Yes, yeah. From uh, Dust Till Dawn. Sin City. Yeah. Spy Kids. I, I yeah. love Spy Kids. I know. Yeah. I know. Well, oh. it's funny that Machete is in Spy Kids. Yeah. Like, he's Uncle Machete. And Uncle Machete. Yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, he also did, uh, did you see Alita Battle Angel? No. Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed that. Was it good? Yeah. I liked it. Yeah. So, he is 55 today. Uh, we also have uh, John Taylor from Duran Duran Guitarist, and he has uh, been diagnosed with uh, stage four, yeah, cancer, and it's not looking really good for him, which is horrible to hear. Um, but what a great uh, band, phenomenal band! Uh, they're coming to town later this year, and I'm uh, taking Caroline to see them. Oh, nice! Can Caroline you, really wants to see. Would you ever have imagined you'd be taking your daughter to see uh, no. Duran Duran this time? And this weekend, uh, uh, Caroline's going to see uh, Tears for Fears. Oh, They're playing in Atlanta City. It's one of my favorite bands. I, I love the fact that uh, this has become the music of choice. Uh, so 63 years old today, John Taylor. Uh, Christopher Mintz Plaze. Is that how you say his last name? Plaze? Plaze? I'm going with your pronunciation. Uh, Kick-Ass, Superbad, Role Models. Uh, he is 34 years old today. He's great in the Kick-Ass movies. And then the last birthday I saw is a guy named Tom Wolshia. I'm not sure how you say his name. Uh, in Game of Thrones, he plays the faceless man, uh, Jakin Hagar. And uh, in Stranger Things, he's in season four. He is the prison guard that helps Hopper out. Yes. He's actually a really solid actor. Uh, so he turns 50 years old today. All right, let's see if somebody knows the answer to this question, which is in uh, Spinal Tap. Uh, this is Spinal Tap. On their legendary 1982 U.S. tour, Philadelphia was a second stop. What fictional venue did the band play? 215-263-WMMR. Let's go to Guy and see if we can get the answer. Hey, Guy. Hey, good morning. Good morning, sir. All right, Guy. What uh, venue did they play? Fictional venue. Liberty Hall. Liberty Hall. That is correct. And thank you, Roy Perry, for the question. Guy just got himself a $50 DoorDash gift card. You can get saucy. Saucy. With freaking delicious fried chicken tenders. Freaking delicious. I knew it. From freaking fried chicken. From Tender Shack. Tender Shack. Uh, choose from two signature seasoning options. Dang good seasoned or Nashville hottest fire. Uh, and you can dip them in five incredible sauces. Dang nabbit, it's good. The delicious. <laughs> <laughs> the delivery-only menu is available on DoorDash. All right, Jennifer Lopez honored her husband, Ben Affleck, on Father's Day this year in her own special way. The actress seemingly shared one of the Gone Girls actors' nude selfies in an Instagram carousel, albeit the photo was cropped. Uh, so she wrote in the caption, Daddy Appreciation Post. Happy Father's Day, Papa, and happy Father's Day to all the amazing Papas out there. Sorry. I saw the picture of him. He's 
He's in great shape. He's in Batman shape. And uh, it was like uh, he was wearing pants, but it was shirtless, basically. Uh, she said, we love you and appreciate you more than you will ever know. Thank um, you. Uh, fans lost it in response to the photo as Affleck's bare thighs indicate he wasn't wearing anything else when he took the shirtless. Tell me, can you see my thighs? You will. One person wrote, J-Lo posting what's clearly a nude of Ben Affleck for Father's Day is the funniest thing that I've seen all day. <laughs> and another one said, can't believe I know what face Ben Affleck makes when he's posing for a nude. <laughs> so, uh, let's see. Sarah Jessica Parker commented on Kim Cattrall returning to Sex and the City when, uh, in an interview with the Daily Mail published on Monday. The pair have been rumored to be feuding for years, of course. Uh, Control publicly called Parker cruel in 1918 and telling her, you are not my family, you are not my friend. In 1918? 2018. Oh, God. You're not my friend. You'll never be, and you'll never have coitus in the city. (laughs) That's what they used to call it back in the day. takes the dance floor as the two dude ladies duke it out. Are you a Carrie or a Samantha? Coitus in the city. <laughs> I've heard that she's raised her skirt above her ankles on many occasions. She's what we would call a holiday. 2018, uh, not 1918. <laughs> My apologies. Uh, fans have been excited to learn that. Uh, control- <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> That control will be making a surprise cameo. Now everyone's having reckless sex as they take the dance floor in Gatsby style. Uh, she'll make a surprise cameo in the second season, and just like that. Regarding this news, Parker told the outlet we've been... Don't forget the rumble seats for spooning with your best gal. We've... <laughs> We've been really thoughtful about the ways in which we've, you know, approached characters that haven't been around and the ways that we've invited actors back. And it's been really fun and exciting and certainly nostalgic. But I think uh, more than that, it's been a lot of joy, she said. This is a built-in PR thing for the show. The the longer they can sort of keep this... uh question there and then sure. have a big reconciliation which yeah. it seems like they're heading towards yeah and apparently it's a it's a quick cameo there's yeah, like yeah, not yeah. much to it but you they, know hey use it for every bit you can and they swore it would never happen yeah Kristen davis also addressed control's return saying we just thought that uh it would be fun for the fans to have a little bit of samantha because we know that uh they miss her and she's a great character i don't know that we're even trying for closure at this point or resolution isn't she dead, or, or am I wrong about that? No, she just um, took off. She, she just took dead. off. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So anyway, uh, we will see what that cameo is like. Can I make a, a quick correction? Um, we said earlier that uh, uh, John Taylor has stage four cancer. He does not. Uh, Andy Taylor does. Oh, you're right, Nick. It's John Taylor's right. birthday today. Andy! Well, it's easy Wait to confuse. Andy Taylor? Andy Taylor of Duran Duran is the one who has stage four cancer. Wait. John Taylor's birthday is today. Are you sure? Yes. I, I thought it was uh, Andy Taylor's birthday. Nope. It's uh, John's birthday uh, today. Oh, I'm sorry. You know why I made that mistake? Because next to it, it says guitarist of Duran Duran. John Taylor's the bass player. That's right. Okay. Andy is the guitarist. Yes, and he's the one who uh, has stage four cancer. All and, right. And so uh, John Taylor's birthday is today, so just quick correction. No, I see it there, Preston. Those yeah. bastards. Every, ever reliable. Uh, I mean, rap. I should have I known better, but it says guitarist, and I don't consider the bass a guitar. I consider it a bass. Right. <laughs> All right, anyhow. Well, thank you for that yeah. correction. I appreciate that, and I apologize to those who are fans of Duran Duran. Uh, Shamar Moore 
Uh, couldn't be happier to be a dad on Sunday. The actor took to Instagram to celebrate Father's Day as a first-time father, sharing photos of himself with his four-month-old daughter, Frankie. Moore wrote, first Father's Day ever for me, blessed and grateful. I like Frankie as a girl's yeah, name. I do, too. Yeah. Uh, he also revealed that his father wasn't a part of his life growing up. He huh. said, my father wasn't in my life. I never celebrated Father's Day. Uh, speaking about his girlfriend, uh, Jezeree Dizon, I uh, said, my girl Jezeree Sky loves on me and gave me and us Mama Marilyn's dream and my little miracle, Frankie Moore, my daughter. Uh, and then he said, my mother was my purpose. Now Frankie is my purpose for the rest of my life. With all of that experience and accomplished, my daughter is my greatest triumph. Aw. Man, he's annoyingly good looking. I know, right? Well, he's your <laughs> wife's past, right? It, your wife can have so. at him. And, of course, he's got an incredibly good-looking girlfriend, and so their baby is going to be, when she grows up, is <laughs> yeah. going to be a model. Yeah, but you know what? what if that doesn't happen? Yeah. This yeah. is my daughter. Frank, ding, 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 ding. What were you going to say, guys? Nothing. Never mind. <laughs> All right, so this was um, unfortunate to see. TMZ reports that Amanda Bynes has been placed on a 5150 psychiatric hold for the second time this year. And this comes after the actress was taken into custody by police who reported this yesterday over the weekend uh, for a mental health evaluation. A source told the other that the Bynes was considered a danger to herself and others. So they are if this is a case a of mandatory hold. As you suggested yesterday, and I don't know if this is, is what's going on, but if she's failing or forgetting to take medication, I mean, that, that can be tended to. Yes. Uh, because if she's, when she has been on her meds for a prolonged period, she's fine. Yeah, so or better. It needs to be monitored, obviously. Yeah. So yeah, hopefully it's she gets. It's just sad that it's, you know, it's just sad. an ongoing cycle here. I know. Kathy, they were they were calling her like the next Carol Burnett years ago. Yeah, she's super talented. Uh, on Sunday, Bruce Willis and Demi Moore's daughter, Rumor, shared a carousel of photos on Instagram and on her Father's Day in one photo, uh, the diehard actor can be seen holding Rumor's two-month-old baby, uh-huh. Luetta. Uh, she said, seeing my father hold my daughter today was something I will treasure for the rest of my life. His sweetness and love for her was so pure and beautiful. Uh, Papa, I'm so lucky to have you. And so is Lou. Thank you for being the silliest, most loving, coolest daddy-o a girl could ever ask for. Best girl dad in the game. Um, and, uh, of course, in February, he was uh, diagnosed with uh, frontotemporal dementia. Or at least he revealed that. Kathy, do you call your dad Papa? No. Because you call your mom Ma. Ma, yes. I thought, I thought Papa might no, go along with dad. Ma. He's, he's dad? Yeah. Okay. That's the second Papa story we've had. Yeah. Uh, so far, so. I, call, I called my mother Ma. Ma? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, Tommy Lee's wife, Brittany Ferlin, told people in a recent interview that Heather Locklear was the love of Tommy's life, not Pamela Anderson. She said everyone glorifies his relationship with Pam, but he was married to Heather for nearly eight years. Uh, she said she was the love of his life. I see it because she's just a fun, sweet, caring, awesome person. Tommy even says that he messed up in that relationship. He cheated on her. To this day, that's why they're still really good friends. And she said, I yell at my husband. I'm like, I can't believe you cheated on her. She's so cool. <laughs> uh, now, this this uh, one, what's her name? Furlan, what's her first name again? Yeah, Brittany. Okay, so she, she is not, um, she was... Um, Taken aback by the Pamela Anderson documentary about Pamela Anderson said a couple times in that documentary that Tommy Lee was the love of her life. Right. And I think that was um, not received warmly. Well, uh, Eric Esch, better known as Butterbean, the fighter. Yeah. Eric! He's been here in our studio. Last fought in 2013 when he fell to Kirk Lawton via TKO in the second round. Shortly after that fight, he announced his retirement. Slipped away with a boxing record of 77-10-4. 
Uh, during his time, the 378-pound Butterbean was an international sensation. Is he uh, joining the cast of Bridgerton? Nope, but 57 of his 77 victories came via knockout. And now, at the age of 56 and after 10 years on the shelf... Butterbean is ready to come out of retirement for one final fight. In an Instagram post earlier this week, he challenged Jake Paul to a match. Wow. Wow. Well, that's a smart move. No matter how that plays out, he's going to make a lot of money. Yep. But you remember, at the height of Butterbean's popularity, because he's basically a slab of of meat. I mean, he's just this bullet yep. and people could not get in on him and he he would te- he would knock the hell out of people yeah he's he's, he's a guy that could take a punch and yeah. he's got a lot of weight behind a lot him of he weight. could throw a big one uh but he said uh i'm going to fight one last fight and it's going to be one year from now jake paul if you're ready i'm here for you my friend let's get it on me and you uh, for Butterbean, it's actually the second time he's called out Paul specifically. Uh, he told the Sun last year that he would come out of retirement for a match with Paul or the greatest of all time, Mike Tyson. He said, I'm not a typical boxer. I go out there to fight. I want to knock somebody out. Jake Paul or Mike Tyson. You know, it might get more attention if he's going for a bigger prize purse. Paul McCartney. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Paul's got more Dude, money than Jake Paul. You're a little talk. Uh <laughs> He said Jake Paul runs his mouth too much. He's never fought you no slob. He said I never he's never fought nobody and I would love to fight him. He knows about it. I know 100% he knows about me challenging him. Uh Paul I want to fight you. Paul and his large purse exhibition matches have helped revitalize the sport of boxing depending on who you ask. Some think of them as a circus, but the big time ratings have proven that fans are interested in the All-Star Dream matchups. Yeah. So we will see if he takes him. I doubt he'll take him up. Uh, no, Butterbean. Up yeah, on him. what would be the possible outcome for him? Yeah. On a recent episode of Watch What Happens Live, John Hamm revealed that he almost starred in the 2014 movie Gone Girl instead of Ben Affleck. He said, "I was down to the very end of that." He said, "It was meant to be me." But we had to film the continuing adventures of Mr. Draper. He's talking about, obviously, Mad Men and Don Draper. There have been a number of times throughout um, pop culture, well, in the age of television, where actors really wanted, well, you know, Tom Selleck desperately wanted to be Indiana Jones. They were looking at him initially. Right. And it didn't work out. Yep. Uh, So, Deadline reports that the San Bernardino Sheriff's Department resumed their search for missing actor Julian Sands. Oh, clearly. Over the weekend, yeah. It was four or five months at this point, right? Yeah. The Leaving Las Vegas actor uh, disappeared in January of this year after he went uh, hiking in Mount Baldy. And uh, the um, department said despite the recent warmer weather, portions of the mountain remain inaccessible due to extreme alpine conditions. You would have to be one hell of a survivalist. Well, they're looking for remains. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, he said, uh, they said multiple areas include steep terrain and ravines, which still have uh, 10 plus feet of ice and snow. Yeah, so there's, there's no they're, way. They're waiting for the weather to, to clear for them to get in there, but they're they're going to start looking. Yeah, they, it's a recovery. Yeah. You know, it's not a, uh, a rescue. Uh, according to the Hollywood Reporter, Tom Cruise is on board to star in a film with Scarlett Johansson. Huh. The Black Widow actress recently told the outlet that she'd love to work with Tom Cruise. When asked who she'd like to work with that she ha- hasn't yet... Uh, in response to this, Cruz said that the Rome premiere of Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning Part 1 on Monday, he said, uh, look, I've watched her career her whole life. She's enormously talented, very charismatic. It'd be fun. She can do everything. She can do comedy, drama, action, suspense. She's someone that really draws you in on the screen, on camera. So absolutely, he said, it's going to happen. By the way, the advance word on that Dead Reckoning, 
Huge. Yeah. There's, and I'm a massive fan of the series. I think it's astonishing how they've kept the quality up. Yeah, I saw a report on it this morning saying that it's, it's supposedly being received as the best one ever. Yeah. And, and one of the great movies I, of all time. I don't know how they do it, but, I mean, quite literally, every movie is better than the previous one. I, and, let, and they're all great. Let me ask you this. I bailed on, like, after the second one. Uh, if I jump in for a new movie like this, do I need to know? No. No, no. I, no you it, got it. Yeah, right. It's yeah. like James Bond. You Absolutely. can jump in anywhere, yeah. right? You'll be but able to identify him pretty there, quickly. There are a few threads from one to right. the other, but they're not necessary for you to enjoy each individual one. But you may want to start go? with Ghost Recon. Yeah, but I don't know. Why, why not just go? It's not like there's a million of them. There's only, you know, only five of them. I don't want them. Okay. I don't want to. I want to fight you. I wanna... And then I want to kiss you. Okay. I think uh, this is the seventh that's coming out, Case. Uh, I want to fight you. <laughs> Reckoning is... Uh... What's your favorite? Of the, well, the la- I have to say the last one, Nick, was my favorite. You're well, right. They, they, they keep yeah. getting better and better. But Rogue Nation was... I mean, they're, really, they're all good. That's Which, it, Rogue Nation. Rogue Nation. Well, Fallout was the last one, yeah. and then Rogue Nation was before that, and then Ghost Protocol was before that. I think Ghost Protocol is the one where they do the uh, the dirt, uh, Burj Dubai, and that's insane. I mean, they're just... Yeah, they're just... And every stunt he's doing, and he, he makes them look incredible. Yeah. There's, a, there's a picture that's floating around uh, of him with a stunt men that are obviously look a bit like him. Do those guys just sit around? You know, because he's doing all the stunts. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's true. Trying to be the easiest stuntman job in the world. Yep. Like, they're all out of shape, and this kid have got, they have guts because they're not working. When's that open? Uh, next one. Soon, right? Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, the new Disney Plus documentary on the life of Stan Lee, Marvel Comics editor, has drawn flack from his co-creator's son. Uh, Disney Plus' documentary, Stan Lee, has been challenged by Neil Kirby who posted a series of tweets with the assistance of his daughter, Jillian Kirby. Uh, Jillian Kirby. Uh, the complaint states that Lee received far too much credit for creating the Fantastic Four, the Incredible Hulk, and other Marvel characters that Kirby had a hand in bringing to life. Uh, according to the statement, uh, Lee said, uh, are we to assume... Or no, I'm sorry. Uh, according to uh, Kirby... Uh, are we to assume Lee had a hand in creating every Marvel character? Or are we to assume that it was never the other co-creator that walked into Lee's office and said, Stan, I have a great idea for a character? He, According to Lee, it was always his idea. Yeah. Lee spends a fair amount of time talking about how and why he created Fantastic Four with only one fleeting reference to my father. And uh, Neil wrote that Lee relied on others for major plot points. He said, it should be noted and is generally accepted that Stan Lee had a limited knowledge of history, mythology, or science. On the other hand, my father's knowledge of these subjects, to which I and many others can personally attest, was extensive. Einstein summed it up better. More the knowledge, lesser the ego. Lesser the knowledge, more the ego. <laughs> so, uh, I was uh, tempted to start watching that last night. Um Amongst comic book aficionados, they know that Stanley curated a lot of stuff, but didn't build it all himself. Right. He had input, yeah. and so he was kind of he was kind of the Kevin Feige of of you know the comic book realm. But he became the figurehead. He did, and, and yeah. he's uh, you know he's got a look about him, and you know, and he's responsible for a lot of stuff. He's char- you know, yeah. charismatic. Neil Kirby said that he had had enough. He's had enough. Of I've st- had enough of the Stanley myth. And is defending all the writers and artists' work who uh, was overshadowed. I want to fight you. Uh, the post concludes, it was way past time to at least get this one character of literary slash art history right. I want to fight you. And he wants to fight him. <laughs> You're a creep. Wow. <laughs> he really did not. Can you wheel out the C word? Yeah, come on. All right, and then one final story. Netflix has been very quiet about its live-action adaptation of Avatar The Last Airbender. 
And while the new teaser trailer released at its uh, Tudum event does not show much at all, it does confirm that the series will start streaming in 2024. So you guys, I, I think... Were your kids into... Oh, yeah. I remember it being Heavily. kind of a big deal, and then there was the Shyamalan movie, yep. which got ripped apart, but I thought it was okay. It was pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, it was... The, the series, we watched every bit of it. It right. was excellent. It was very, very well done. Uh, but I thought, yeah, I thought the Shyamalan movie had some moments, but it didn't really bring it home, and they were right. planning on making a series out of it, right. a series of, of movies, and it didn't quite connect. Uh, the show has been in the works for some time. First announced 2018, has gone through a few issues, including uh, having the uh, series creators uh, leave the project over creative differences. Since then, Netflix has announced uh, some of the cast and the technology powering the show, but we have yet to see uh, an action, any action uh, via a trailer. But they did announce that they are going forward with it. So 2024. All right, clips. Let's do those. Very exciting. So, Western drama surrounded follows the story of a former Civil War soldier and freedom woman as she travels across the American Old West disguised as a man. And in this clip, Letitia Wright talks about researching and preparing for the unique role. Finding inspiration from Kate Williams, a real-life Buffalo soldier, black woman who was a part of um, this army of men who was hiding away. And I just combined... Not only the research of her, but the research of the world and, and the era, and just applied it to the script and and and, and just to tell the truth. Shut up, dummy. Surrounded uh, releases to video on demand platforms today. By the way, here's the next clip. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny is the iconic franchise's first entry since the 2008 film Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. And the first to not be directed by Steven Spielberg. In this clip, director James Mangold talks about working with Spielberg to revive the series. The idea of actually collaborating with him, of actually getting to spend time with him, developing the script, talking to him every week or two while scripting, and having him in the cutting room, these were gigantic opportunities to actually not just meet your heroes, but collaborate with them. Could you shut up? Uh, Indiana Jones' Dial Destiny hits a big screen. June 30th. Steve, I heard you talking the other day saying it's getting mixed reviews. Yes. That's too bad. Well, they, here's what they did. They they packed it up uh, to the Cannes, or Cannes Film Festival um, because they were very confident it would get really good reviews early out. It didn't. The critics didn't like Mixed. So, mm. listen. I saw, I saw the trailer. I went to, to the Spider-Man movie the other day. Yeah. And I got goosebumps. I got excited. So they say, and Mangold directed Lo- Logan, which okay. is a movie we love. Yeah. So well, I'll, I'll take it. For, I'll see it when it comes out. Agreed. I mean, come on, man. I that I want to kiss you. That <laughs> I want to kiss you. Uh, that is what I have in the uh, entertainment report for you this morning, friend. All right, so we have a lot of things. Happening. I want to kiss you. Yes, go right ahead. Uh, Tattoos Day, text word tattoo to 39333. Got your chance to win a Preston Steve uh, tattoo for Floating Roll Tattoo and Piercing. Uh, our friends Burgers by Wild Witch are stopping by today. We'll have some gift cards to give away with them, so I'll let you know when they arrive. We are going to announce the totals of the I Bleed for Preston and Steve a Blood Drive. What an amazing day. And uh, because of these issues with 95 as they linger, we got a couple more weeks left of this. People have been rerouted, turned around, flipped upside down. And we want to just 
help out in some small way. So we're doing a gesture on the air this morning. An attitude adjustment. Yeah. We, we, we commiserate with your pain. If you sit in traffic, we're going to try to make it a little better. Yeah, so we consulted our traffic uh, guru, Kathy Romano, to find an area that might make sense for people that are getting stuck in high volume and maybe taking these paths unknown to, to them, and uh, we have a whole crew of people that's standing by. And when we return, we're going to start handing out some freebies. The mission was not to exacerbate traffic. It no. was to make it a little more pleasant to be in it. Yeah, we're not going to be stopping no. the highway or anything like that. It's going to be where there are lights, and we'll make sure that we wait, and so it shouldn't be very uh, inconvenient. But we'll reveal where we're going to be in just a moment, and uh, and we'll, uh, we'll throw the love around. Absolutely. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. What's new? Glad you asked. Shine down. You can try, you can try, but the dead don't die. Jelly roll. Aaron Jones. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. Damn, this traffic damn. How I hate to be late. It hurts my motor to go so slow. Time I get home, my stuff will be cold. Damn, this traffic damn. So we've had some traffic issues with uh, 95 being uh, shut down for the uh, next few weeks anyway. Uh, so we thought it might be kind of fun to offer up some relief for those who have to have a bit of a detour, maybe take a way that they're not used to taking. And then, of course, that causes all kinds of traffic problems. And we thought, well, let's try to do something this week if we can uh, to help out. So we, we turned to Kathy Romano and said, Kathy, where's your... No, 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 no. You need to back up because I did not give this. Nick picked this road. I kept pushing towards a different road that is part of the alternate. This was near a Dunkin' Donuts, which is why we chose it. Wow. So the reason that I were chiding each other here a little bit is because we are looking at a live Zoom of Sarah Parker, who I'm going to check in with just a moment. And there is no traffic there at all. Well, right it's bumper now. to bumper, but the bumpers are about a half mile between yeah. each other. Yeah. So I will reveal where Marissa, uh, where uh, Sarah is, and maybe that'll maybe that'll cause a traffic jam. Yes. Uh, so uh, she is outside the Dungan store in Northeast Philly at Frankfurt Ave on Frankfurt Avenue between Academy Road and Placid Street in Holmesburg. Uh, so we thought maybe there'd be quite a bit of activity, and right now I don't see one mm-hmm. single car. Oh, heading in her direction. Well, they go by so fast, you can't see yeah, them. This is true. Yeah, 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 going, yeah, yeah. It's a blur. Hey, Kathy, your intersection, how close is that well, to this Well, hold on. One? That's also not the intersection that Nick picked either. I picked Torsdale. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Are we in the wrong spot? Okay. It's okay. It's going to, listen, the whole area will hopefully. Yes, okay. Yesterday there was You no sound traffic, like Peter Brady. In, uh, first, puffs of smoke are going to come out, <laughs> and then lava is going to ooze all over the place. This this I would actually say it looks like this looks like a ghost town right now, Preston. Uh, let's let's find out. Let's uh, let's go to uh, Sarah as we speak. She's she's on live via Zoom. Sarah, can you hear me? Hey guys, I can. Can you hear me? Uh, over the traffic, the, the, the all the engines, the car engines. No, it's kind of hard to hear you. If you could speak up, that'd be wonderful. Listen, I'm going to come to Kathy's defense because when we got here, you know, it was an hour ago and it was quite slow. And then we got excited because there was a considerable backup for about four minutes. And now, yes, it's a little clear. So we're just going to call it an ebb and flow, right? All right. And, uh, look, there's people across the area who are so frustrated with this. And Philadelphia has had such a freaking year, right? We've had death smog. We've had poison water. We've yeah. had lost championships. And now we have 
this. So yes. I just want everyone to take a breath wherever they are, <laughs> inhale that exhaust, <laughs> let it out, and know you still won't get to work on time. <laughs> yeah, you right. Six flags out here also. Every time a car does come by in this lull, they start screaming. Now all the pan over to the cows that are screaming. It's like a roller coaster out here, really. It's much more exciting than you're making it out to be, Press. So it got, actually is pretty good. We've got Sarah and, and Connor, Tina Marie, Melissa Kai, and uh, Gina and Aaron and Brendan. We have a whole slew of people that are loaded to the teeth with Dunkin' Donuts and scratch-off lottery tickets we to hand out to people. We should have sent them with the spike strip, Preston. Yeah, to stop yeah. cars dead, and then we could go hand things out to them. Now, are, are we not in the location you wanted, Nick? No, it is the location that, okay. that Nick chose, which was across from the Dunkin' Donuts. Which I'm makes not sense. saying there's anything wrong with it. I just said that there was a different road that was seeing more traffic than this mm. one How in close the is morning. that road to where they are However, right listen, now. I'm going to tell you right now, on my screen, none of them have traffic. So all of those northeast oh. roads that we are seeing traffic on right now. There, I'm not seeing it on my traffic screen, so I Listen, would say don't move them right now. This is this is how we roll here at the Preston and Steve show. We we have we have intentions, and then things go the other way. You see, there's a wait, oh, wait, there, 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 go go to truck right now. <laughs> Let's go live to Sarah Parker on the street. Yeah, Sarah, what's yeah, happening? Yeah, no. Come on, give, okay. the other side. Don't get on the other side. We're causing. All right, what's happening, Sarah? Describe the action, Sarah. I think she. Yeah, I think we lost her. Okay, so we saw them run out to a truck uh, to hand out free Dunkin' Donuts and scratch off lottery tickets. We are literally slowing down traffic now. Yes, now we're causing traffic. Traffic. The exact thing we said no because the the side of the street that they're on is the passenger side of the vehicles. Come on, you. Oh, that's right. Roll your passenger side window down. (laughs) Have you chucked some donuts in there? All right, Sarah's going to try and and call back because we we lost her somehow or another. Marissa's uh, scrambling to find out what happened, but we have. We, we we made sure we took uh, uh, you know some some good looking people. Yes, uh, sent them down to have you something lovely to look at. Tina Marie and Melissa Kai, who are wonderful personalities, and Gina and Aaron and and uh, Connor's a good looking fellow. He's too. a damn good looking strapping uh, young man. And Sarah's wonderful and 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 beautiful and so uh, charismatic that we thought this would be a nice ray of sunshine for those people who are stuck. <laughs> And this horrible bumper-to-bumper traffic. They have to slow down. They have to come to a screeching halt to bemoan the fact that they're stuck in traffic. They they have to reduce speed from 70 miles an hour to bemoan the fact that they're in bumper-to-bumper traffic. I, you know what? I actually love that this has happened. I do. Uh, so, so here's the deal. Turn your car around wherever you are right now. No, don't cause issues. And head to... Frankfurt Avenue. This is in Holmesburg in Northeast Philly. On Frankfurt Avenue between Academy Road and Placid Street. If you know where the Dunkin' Donuts is around there, that's where they are right now. Sarah, can you hear me now? No, we still can't hear. We have still lost Sarah. So so if you're if you're headed to that area, uh go by and honk your horn. We won't be able to hear it because we don't have audio right now. Uh and uh maybe they'll be able to hand out to you uh some Dunkin' Donuts. And uh we have the um I don't know exactly what they got from Duncan. I was going to ask Sarah about that. I don't know if we have, like, cups of munchkins or what. Full donuts. Full yeah. donuts. Full dozens ready okay. to go. Let me, uh, let me pose a question to the room. Do you think that by doing this, we actually cured traffic in Philadelphia? <laughs> I think so. Probably. Think, wait, wait, wait. You know? They're getting on a bus. They're getting on a whole bus. <laughs> well, you can watch this. Steve, it's on the YouTube channel, so yes. that you can see Gina being... Uh, getting onto the accept the bus and then getting right back off. She probably just got kicked off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, of there right now. But uh, yeah, we we are. You can see this on our YouTube channel as we're streaming now because we are zooming uh, from the event. Marissa is giving a thumbs up. We should be able to hear Sarah now. Sarah, can you hear me? 
Could you imagine being mm. stuck in that traffic, pressing going? I mean, the fastest you're going is 80 miles an hour. Right. And, and I mean, I don't... I don't know if I could survive that. If you can, if you can slow it down to about forty, maybe they can throw the donuts roll into down the window. Your passenger yeah, window. Your passenger they will try window. to put a good major league pitcher element on a donut and chuck it through your passenger window. There are five cars there. We just got a text from somebody. It says, "On my way." GPS says, "I'll be there in an hour and twelve minutes." <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know if you noticed, person. There were so few people where uh, Sarah was. There was actually an old time prospect. Behind her on oh a my donkey. gosh! Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh! So we've got uh, we got some classic uh, things taking I, place. I, I would be ecstatic if that's what my morning commute was like. Yeah. If there was that little traffic, Sarah. Uh, uh, let's try and check in now. Sarah, can you hear me? I can't hear you. I guess I guess she can hear me because she's talking and uh, she is talking to the Philadelphia Water yeah. Department Department of Water. Is probably oh. asking for permits and so on. <laughs> no, no, they look like they waved. They were smiling. Yeah. So, all right. Well, you know what? We'll oh. check back, Marissa. Do me a favor, monitor and and let me know when you get audio because we'll we'll come back to them. But again, it's uh, outside of the Dunkin' store in Northeast Philly on Frankfurt Avenue. It's on that really fast moving stretch of road. <laughs> Between Academy and Placid. You might confuse it with uh, Dover Raceway. Yeah, uh, it, but it's in Holmesburg, yeah. so not uh, not Dover. So we're handing out free donuts, and we also have uh, scratch-off lottery tickets. Uh, so stop by there. Yes, right. and perhaps we can get maybe a uh, police car or uh, somebody to set up a roadblock. Yeah, stop yeah. people. No, no. To stop, uh, make it one of those DUI checkpoints, Yeah, but don't really check them for that. And Bottleneck we'll, it if yeah, you can. Slow it down <laughs> so we can help ease the burden of this bumper-to-bumper. Bumper. Oh, my God. This is so us. I mean, they're going the faster than I've ever seen morning rush cars go. <laughs> they're trying to flag them down to pull over. You can't you know, even you can't even determine what car it is they're going so fast. We kept the location I, secret. We didn't want to say anything on the air. Because no. you know, we didn't want to th- cause more traffic. And now we want you to go there. Wait, and I so they were supposed to meet at the station at five thirty and I told Eric yesterday, I'm like do a 5.15. I go, they need to be pulling out of the lot at 5.30 because it's like they need Traffic. to get in place, you know, mm-hmm. so that it doesn't build and then they're stuck in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, It's crazy. I, I, I mean, look look what they're earlier. dealing with here. You could literally lay down on the street for about 20 minutes <laughs> and, and not get hit by a car. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we'll check back in with them. Let's have them do that Varsity Blues thing down the center line, Preston. Oh, no. They, no, that was uh, uh, that was the program. The program, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that'll get them killed. Yeah, you're and right. That'll, that'll put a damper on the day. Yeah, All right. All right, so we'll check back in with them in a little bit. But in the meantime, there, there's a story that I'm sure, if you've been watching any of the news at all, uh, that you've seen, and that is uh, this submersible uh, that had been headed down for a mission <gasps> to explore the Titanic yes. uh, that is missing. Uh, That's it, insane. Yeah, and they're running out of time. Uh, so, and and what I learned this morning is there's a difference between a submersible, yeah. and a submarine. Yes. Oh. So a submarine uh, can be self-sufficient; it can run on its own for a lengthy amount of time. Submersibles are not that way; like they don't generate their own power. Uh, they only have a limited amount of of air and things like that. Well, obviously, you know, any submarine does as well, but they sure. they they can stay under for a lot longer. This is a limited amount of time. So they were going down. It's called Ocean Gate Expeditions. Uh, they deploy manned submersibles for deep sea expeditions, uh, and they confirmed that uh, this it, that uh, the submersible was the subject of a rescue operation. 
adding that it's exploring and mobilizing all options to bring the crew back safely. The company, there now more information is coming out. Initially, they didn't say how many people are on board. There's five people on this. I think there's a, a, a pilot and like three techs, and then you have a couple of passengers. A Pakistani billionaire, right? Well, there's an English billionaire. Yeah. I know that for sure. Uh, but um, uh, but there is a, uh, a British businessman. His name is Hamish Harding. Uh, was a, he was among the group? He had posted a little bit about it, and I haven't seen the follow up on everybody on that, Steve. But yeah, so uh, I get some people that paid a lot of money to do this. So stuff is coming in about this, and we I, this is, is so weird because this would be this is a this is a um, a disaster movie scenario. This right. is you know something you would see theatrically depicted uh, from the moment they went down, <clears throat> where where uh, um, you know the the initial discovery of uh, Balaban, right? Was who was the uh, Bob Balaban? Who's uh, no. not the actor? Uh, was it, is that the guy who uh, who led the in- initial discovery oh, of the I don't Titanic? Know. From that point down, James Cameron was a part of that. He was or, he was later on, yeah, and okay. he's gone down yeah. obviously because they shot footage. But the notion of taking people down at a oh. cost this is two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a ticket. To Robert Ballard is Robert Ballard. Yeah, we had him on the show. He's a fascinating he's, guy. Yeah. Great. Yeah, he's a really interesting interview. Yeah, and he was the one that, and he was using uh, navy equipment to sort of. The, he was doing two things at once, and part of that was also scouring the ocean floor for the wreck of the Titanic. Mm-hmm. And at that point, they started to suggest certain things about going down yourself. Uh, and I thought, geez, would that, I'd, that'd be something really cool. Uh, but anyway, um, you know, with this, I'm like, oh, okay. I see. Yeah. I see. They talk about the inherent danger. They talked about the incredibly large waiver that people have to sign to go do this. Sure. Oh, but I'm you think, yeah. oh, sh- sh- I, I get it. But certainly this isn't as much of a risk as they're depicting. Well, right. clearly it is. Yeah. And I, and I wonder if, you know, versus the amount of travel that's done via submersible or submarine, how often there are issues. It's probably pretty minimal, you know, if you do that. Per- but, but, but. It is such a hostile environment that if you get into trouble, you're in a lot of trouble. You remember the Kursk? Oh, my God. That Russian submarine. It's a a horrifying story. So here, Preston, they have, uh, they're running the risk of hypothermia. Uh, There are a couple of suggestions. They don't know. There is a possibility that it could have imploded. Because you're dealing with incredible pressure down there. I heard this thing was was rated to go to like twenty two thousand feet right. deep, and the 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 wreckage is like twelve thousand five hundred feet or something like that. But yes, yeah, Steve, the hypothermia I didn't think about because if you lose power, yeah. you lose heat. It is very very cold in that water, and, and it wouldn't take too too long to get super duper cold and and you know fit, uh, affect you physically. So they have a porta pot on board. As you're stopping to think about that, that was always a consideration. But I mean. Air so the the they have enough oxygen to Thursday Thursday early Thursday morning, but I mean think about where they are think about there there is no um, rescue vehicle manned rescue vehicle that can get down there if they are down on the bottom they would have to use some sort of robotic vehicle uh, or device to get them up. That's like I, this is like a nightmare. Uh-huh. I saw this. I saw a movie or a TV show. I don't remember what it was. A long, long time ago, and I was fascinated by it. And these guys were in this submersible, and they got to where they lost power, and uh, they had an issue with the 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 oxygen, obviously being important. And they um, uh, there's this stuff called lithium hydroxide, and um, it's essentially what they use in um, uh, this uh, aquatic uh, equipment called uh, rebreathers. Yes. So it's uh, in, instead of uh, breathing in oxygen like you normally would in a scuba tank and then the air comes out and all the bubbles come up, the air goes back into the system. Right. And then this stuff called lithium hydroxide takes out the carbon dioxide 
and kind of replace. You get more oxygen. It's pretty out cool. Of it. Yeah, it's so, extender. I remember in this movie where where these guys were stuck in the submersible, they had to open up this stuff and essentially that looked like you know like crystals or something. Yeah, yeah. And they open it up and it uh, it would react to the air and allow them to get more wow. breathable air. And I wonder if they have stuff like that on board. If anybody has been in a submarine before, yeah. I wouldn't mind hearing from you. 215-263-WMMR, a submersible or a submarine. Maybe you're in the military, which obviously is a whole different animal right. than what these people are dealing with. But it's it's pretty, if you think about being down that deep and... If if all the lights were to go out and you were to lose power, oh, how my. lost you would be. That is dark, dark. And I also want to know is how do can do radio waves transmit through water? No, so they, well they do. I think to an extent. Well, oh, well here's my understanding: know. the the way that this craft was keeping in touch with the ship on the surface was through text. That okay. was the way that they were able to they get the sync. They could text. That which leads me to believe they weren't able to speak to them directly right. through uh, through open communication. But I wonder if that's a radio signal or how that works. Because sometimes know. they'll use a tether, a cable, yeah. you know, to stay directly connected. So, do you guys ever read the story or hear the story of the USS Thresher? No, there's a submarine and, and it sank off the coast of Cape Cod, and and I didn't know about it either. I wasn't familiar until I found out that I had a relative that was on this submarine. All 129. What? Um, uh, people who were on it, including a whole bunch of sailors that were in the Navy, died, and they and they never recovered it. And um, it was a USS, uh, it was a United States submarine. It was a naval submarine. And my dad told us this story uh, a month or so ago. And apparently, he had an aunt. It was a distant cousin, essentially. But the, Preston, it, it sank in 1963 mm-hmm. off the coast of Cape Cod. They have never found it. No wow. kidding. And, and it's the, the one of the worst. Naval disasters in United States and Nick, history, and I didn't know anything about it. We tend to think, okay, we're on a we're on a, we're on a planet. Yeah. Even still, Steve. with our incredible with our incredible uh, technology, they can certainly find it. Yeah, no, no, it, it, it's two, massive. Two yeah. years ago, they re they started looking for it again. They still haven't found it. Yeah, that's yeah. incredible. Uh, I I love the water. I love marine life. Like even with you know the sharks and and I follow them on the app and track them. Like this is I like this stuff, but I don't think and I think it would be so amazing to be in a submarine and be able to see all of that, but I think if I was given the chance for free, I would not do it. Right. Uh, you see, I, I flirted with the notion, but this is exactly the nightmare yeah. um, um, you know, uh, that, that we're talking about. Now, per, uh, per, uh, Preston, uh, apparently I forgot your name there. Uh, um, <laughs> It, uh, the um, the device was sort of retrofitted. I mean, the, the submersible sort of retrofitted, and it was kind of half-assed, some people said, when they'd mm. been on it before. The controller, the pilot, was actually using a modified game controller, uh, like a PlayStation controller that was modified. And um, there were other aspects of it that they said seemed kind of weird. But they'd had successful runs down there. I think that if I were to step in and see the same controls that you use for Fortnite, yeah. I might say, <laughs> let's double think. Let's, I know. Let's second uh-huh. guess this thing. Uh, Nick, but I think also you talked about there being a missing submarine. I think there's a missing nuclear weapon somewhere off the coast of America, too. Seriously? Yeah, if you yes. can look that up. Right. Yeah, there was a, it was uh, like a, a plane crash, or they, or they had to well, drop it, and they never found it. And they never found that Malaysian airline, either. Never. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, hang on, we do have Tim, uh, who was either in the Navy or is currently in the Navy, who wants to comment on the uh, submarine and submersibles. Hi, Tim, good morning. Good morning. 
Hi, good morning. Good morning to see you. Tim, are you retired Navy? Are you still active Navy? Uh, not, not retired. I was in, in the middle 80s. Just just before Desert Storm, I got out. Okay, and you've been on a sub? I was on a, I was stationed on a sub for four years. Okay. Wow. Uh, what uh, what kind of um, information can you enlighten us with? We we are we were self-sufficient. We had a nuclear generator on board. We had actually a nuclear uh, power plant on board. Um, we recirculated everything. We recirculated air. We recirculated water. We made our we made our own everything. I mean that's a that's a piece of machinery, right? Yeah, there. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we that were able, we we would we would pack out for a hundred and hundred twenty day uh, trip. We usually spend like ninety days out there, completely submerged. Wow. Hey Tim, that that blows my mind. It you stay underwater for three months. Yeah, uh, Tim. As far as communication, underwater communication. As far as you know. Does that work via radio waves? I know that that they sometimes have to surface and extend an, uh, uh, or, or even get just close to the surface and extend an antenna, but can you communicate while submerged? No. We have, okay. like you said, we, did, we would have to come up and, and raise the antenna if we got close to the surface. Um, other than that, if we were down far enough, we'd have to, we had an uh, antenna that we had to float. So, okay, so it would float all the way up by, by yeah, a cable. As far as we get it, yeah. Well, Let, once you were down, if, if, you lost that, if you lost that antenna or, or anything like that, you wouldn't be able to communicate with anybody. So, so let me ask you, Tim, like it says here, the final text of the billionaire trapped inside missing Titanic sent to friend is revealed. I assume that that text would have been sent because they're, they're at an incredible depth. Not, no, you wouldn't be able to even send a text. It would be the same way, right, as, as a regular radio signal at some level it would be impossible to get that to go all the way to the surface correct probably you'd have to be able to in communication with the satellite absolutely right man so so with a uh, a rescue mission they just have to take a guess at where they were from what i understand they lost communication like an hour and 45 minutes into their journey or something like that they were right above the titanic apparently was was their last location that's where they and i don't know how they determined that so i guess they have to take their they have to guess that maybe it ran out of power and drifted and then they have to have a field that they're going to search and try and find this wow yeah that, that would be the next part is, is starting where they they know their last position was and like you said currents and drifting and everything else it would take a while for them to find that thing. Tim, what did, what did you do on uh, when you were on a sub? I was a cook. You're a cook. Okay, so you probably well, we weren't. Had to, well, we had we had to qualify the whole sub. I, I had to know the engine room. You have to know everything because if you're if you're off duty and you're back in the engine room talking to a friend or up in the torpedo room talking to a friend or whatever, and something does happen, yeah, you need to know those systems so you can help out fix the problem. Uh, do you have any idea what protocol was if things went wrong and you guys just ran out of power or, you know, something catastrophic happened? It's just, you know, all hands up on deck and, and doing what we can to fix it. Put your head I between mean, your legs and kiss your ass goodbye. Pretty much. I mean, you, wow. you, you want to know a feeling of out of control, that is out of control. And if we were in an area, something happened or whatever, and all of a sudden you feel that boat starting shifting or yeah. dipping or going on an angle or something, you don't know what the hell's going on. Tim, were, were you ever on one when they did the uh, the emergency blow to surface? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, my! We always had. We always had. Always wanted to How do that. How wild did that feel? It was crazy. Yeah. It so that's crazy. when they. That's when they just go to the surface as quickly as uh-huh. possible and come just yep. shooting up out of the water. Fly, fly big D, fly, fly big D. Um, wow. So Tim, um, when you hear a story like this, what do you think of? It just brings back memories of stuff that happened on the sub. You know, yeah. and you know, I was. It was during the Cold War. I was in when Reagan was there, and, and you know, we had, were all kinds of. 
near Russian submarines and playing games with these guys back and forth, and wow. it, it's a scary little thing. Let me let me ask you, Tim. So it's my understanding, and they're they're saying suggesting this could be. Obviously, it's all hearsay at this point, but that a a slight uh, crack, some even the slightest hairline uh, issue structurally could cause the craft to implode. Oof. Oh, my God, at that pressure? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Wow. So so the, 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 the stats on it, it's, uh, it's 23,000 pounds, a submersible made of carbon fiber and titanium, can carry five uh, people. Its maximum death, as you said, Preston, 13,123 feet and life support for 96 hours. Wow. My question is, I thought these things, and structurally it looks like it it would have some sort of flotation deployment, Right, right. I mean, Tim's you would figure they should, but maybe yeah. you know, if, if they had a power failure or something happened, maybe that maybe there's faulty something faulty there too. Wow. Yeah, no. All right, good point, Tim. Mm. Thanks for the info. We appreciate it, man. Yeah, no problem. All right, see ya. There's that so scene they... in. Uh, I'm sorry to interrupt. Go ahead, Kev. Oh no, no, go ahead. Uh, there's that scene in the movie The The Abyss uh, where they're in the submersible, yes. and there's just a tiny little leak. Boom. And it just well, not not when it implodes, but it just it fills and fills yeah, and fills, yeah, yeah, and yeah. over time, mm-hmm. they have to get out. Uh, and, uh, you know, because it's just, it, it's trickling in and there's nothing you can do about it. But yeah, there is an implosion scene right. in yeah, that yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, so they lost contact with them early on though. Like yeah. that to me is like, what happened? Yeah. I don't know. And they, and it, they must've been near the surface if they were losing contact. And, and then if you've got thousands and thousands of feet to, you know, if it's going to free fall, it could go anywhere, depending on the current and what, oh what direction well, they were going in. The, the debris field for the Titanic itself, obviously, yeah. it's split up and everything, but that's that's very long. This is a smaller craft, but you don't know. You're As you said, Preston, you are you can't send down, oh, there's like five teams scouring the area. They can't get down there. And they mm-hmm. only have a certain amount of time to get to them. Like- Thir- yeah. Thursday morning <sighs> is, is predicted to be when they will fully have run out of air. And oh think about the, the effort of getting the proper equipment there, too, has got to, you know, that takes time. Uh, to get those things there yeah. and, and get them available. So hopefully it, it could be miraculous. We'll see. Another quick call, and then I think we have some developments with our traffic thing this morning. Uh, let me go to Eric. Hey, Eric, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. How you guys doing? Good, buddy. All right, it says here you have information about the thresher that Nick was talking about. Yeah, so I um, I used to work down in Newport News at the uh, shipyard down there. And when, um, when I first, like, got there and we're going through orientation and everything like that um if i'm not mistaken they play the sound of the thresher because i guess they had like some kind of uh microphone or something like that underwater and they could hear uh the pings from the thresher uh with like the the bolts and the welds breaking Uh, oh what a nightmare and it it is the it is the most like it is is it's quiet, and, and like I said, you know, all you hear is like a ting, ting, you wow. know. But it, what that, what that is 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 the bolts breaking and the welds breaking, and essentially down that depth, the submarine because of all the pressure, it crushes like a tin can. Yeah. Well, also when the when the bolts come off, when when that starts to happen, it's it's like they're, they're like bullets. I mean, yeah. they're 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 exploding off the bulkhead. Wow. Yep. All right. Thanks, Eric. Appreciate it. Yep. Uh, n- another great movie is um, uh, U571. Yeah. Uh, and they they show that quite a few times. They go below crush depth, depth and uh, and that pressure starts to get a hold. One last call. I'm going to go to Don. Hi, Don. Good morning. Gedzooks. Gedzooks. What's up, buddy? 
All right, so um, this is uh, for Nick more so. Is there's a YouTuber by the name of Subbrief. He's a former uh, Navy sonarman, and he does a video about the Thresher. Oh, wow. You actually hear the video and the audio. Um, also, they did find the Thresher um, remains. Oh, they did? For a mile. And part of the audio, they're guesstimating the, it, it um, imploded about 2,400 feet down. Jeez. So they do have updated information. And I'll, I'll send Nick the link for the video. But it's it's very sobering. And like the former caller said, you hear details that just it's creepy. But, you know, it, it this is the stuff that happens that wow. does that. It's okay. disturbing we, we, when Thank we talk you. to Ballard about this. Uh, you know, the, the fact that we're more... Uh, Oddly enough, it's safer and we are better equipped to handle s- space than the depths of our own ocean. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. Okay, so uh, we'll obviously monitor that story and see if anything comes up from it. But the big news right now here locally in Philadelphia is all the traffic. Damn, this traffic jam. All right, so they found, uh, they found the thresher before they found traffic on the street. I'm get home. We have uh, Sarah Parker and company on location. Uh, let me see. We are outside the Duncan store, Northeast Philly on Frankfurt Avenue between Academy and Placid Street. And let me see if Sarah can hear me now. Sarah, can you hear me? I can. Can you hear me? Oh, yeah. much better, yes. Okay, so how have things developed? For those who are just tuning in, we're handing out stuff to uh, to listeners who are stuck in traffic. What's going on now, Sarah? So it's building up a little bit, which means traffic is just normal now. Um, I've got my coffee angels sprinkling the the blessings of caffeine and, and the hope that maybe you'll make it to work on time. So as you can see, if you're watching the YouTube feed, uh, we've got, you know, a few cars here. We've got some listeners that have been beeping at us and causing even more chaos, which yes. is delightful. Honk I've your also horn. Got, um, honk your horn real quick. There you go. There you go. Proof we have traffic. um, I've got a loyal listener of the Preston and Steve show named Maureen. If you would like to speak with her about the situation. Sure. All right. right. Yeah, hand the phone over if you don't mind. We'll say hi. All right, Maureen, you're going to talk to Preston and Steve, okay? All right. Hi, good morning. Good morning, Maureen. How you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. All right. Is this your normal uh, traffic pattern or is this this new to you because of what's going on on 95? No, I literally live right up the street. Oh, perfect. There you go. Okay. You could probably have walked to where you are right now, right? Uh, Yeah, I I could walk faster than I would be able to drive at this point. All right. Well, we just wanted to ease the burden of your travels this morning with some uh, scratch-off lottery tickets and some donuts, if you don't mind. Thank you very much. I much appreciate it. Our pleasure. Uh, I have my father here. We're going to the doctors today. All right. Well, good luck with everything. Yeah. All right, thank you, sir. Thank you. Appreciate it, guys. Have fun. And thanks for listening to MMR. All right, so there you go. Satisfied customer, right? Absolutely. There. Perfect. Thanks. MMR rocks. Oh, yeah. you rock. All right, you can hand that back to Sarah. I think he's getting Here's some lottery tickets for the trouble. Uh, Cheers. I mean, Sarah, as you look at these vehicles and the drivers, the, the despair on their face from being jammed in this traffic that is just backed up for 10 to 20 feet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Is I've been called horrible names, horrible things, <laughs> because they think that I'm causing the traffic. I did try to sacrifice Connor to cause an accident so that we could have a little more activity. Mm, but yeah. no, if you can see that, it's backing up uh, uh, just a little bit. We're getting rid of the donuts. Uh, everyone's very excited to <laughs> greet everyone. And actually, a problem that we've run into that we didn't really expect is that people think we are trying to sell something. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, but we're actually trying to give them things for free. Right. <laughs> I thought that might be yeah. a concern for some people. I don't want any. You know, well, no, how no, thank you. Hand out, hand out pamphlets for the watchtower uh, while you're there. Uh, uh-huh. 
So yeah, we'll we'll encourage people to come by that way. And uh, and yes, if you if you come by and you want something, honk your horn. Yes, and yes. they will come over and they'll they'll give you uh, Dunkin' Donuts uh, and uh, scratch off lottery tickets. You might uh, you might drive out of there much much richer today. Who knows? They, they seem to definitely be working it though. They see everybody handing out the donuts and and so they're working hard there, Sarah. Yes, absolutely. We, we've got the A team here today. All right. So we've got uh, Tina Marie and Melissa Kai and uh, Gina and Aaron and Brendan and uh, Connor, everybody on board. So the location again in Northeast Philly on Frankfurt Avenue between Academy Road and Placid Street in Holmesburg in case you uh, you know have some issues or you're rerouted to that area because of the 95 issue. We're just going to give you some free stuff today. Please know that if you go into that area, you're going to add three minutes onto your commute. That's oh, yeah. right. Yeah. Three whole minutes. <laughs> By the way, uh, Dungan Rewards app. Join today. Hey, gang, you can uh, save them, stack them, use them how you want. And uh, the Preston Steve Show, we run on Duncan and terms apply. Sarah, we'll check back in a couple of minutes, okay? Absolutely. I want to shout out the crews who have been working uh, hard on the 95 incident to expedite the process so that we can just have traffic as usual. Although that seems to be the case right here. I still want to shout those people out because they are working around the clock. They are, yes. Absolutely. All right, we'll, we'll come back to uh, Sarah with the traffic jam. Damn. And taking care of people this morning uh, as best we can. It's so poetic. <laughs> Just to make it a little bit better yeah. so that, you know, so that you can slow down yep. and get your donuts for being stuck in traffic. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. We'll get to the B-File. We'll check back in with Sarah and company. We will announce the totals of yeah. the I Believe for Presidency Blood Drive right. as well. And Rob McElhenney from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia will be on the program this morning. Stay with us. Don't drunk text your ex. Text MMR instead at 39333. Just don't ask us, hey, you up? Because, nah, we're good. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. On on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Football's back. And this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagles season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Free diamonds. Steven Singer is giving away free diamonds. You don't want to miss this. Everyone who purchases an engagement ring will receive a free one-carat lab-grown diamond. You must be thinking Stephen only sells real natural earthborne diamonds. Well, you're right. But Stephen will never sell a lab-grown diamond. But he will give them away. Nothing says I love you less than a lab-grown diamond. Don't be fooled by real natural earthborne diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. Stephen Singer Jewelers. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or in a showroom at the other the corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly while supplies last. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Okay, I'm looking at our Zoom screen. We better go quickly because there's actually some cards there. Now. So we have uh, the amazing Sarah Parker and company from uh, interns to uh, our friends from uh, the calendars and so on that are there uh, to help out some people that are dealing with traffic issues. And they're in Northeast Philly on Frankfurt Avenue between Academy Road and Plaza Street. Quickly, while there are cars there, let's go to Sarah Parker. Sarah. Yes, so we've got the Coffee Angels uh, sprinkling hope in our hearts and caffeine into our gullets as the traffic backs up just a little bit as rush hour begins to pick up. We're out here in front of the Dunkin'. It's fantastic. And I do have listener Rick here who just, he he suffered 
to get to us. Rick, do you want to tell the President and Steve show about how you got here? Sure. All right, here, here's Rick. Hey, Rick. Hey, what's going on? Yo, bud, uh, happy to have you on. What's what's the story you wanted to share with us? Ah, uh, the crazy traffic, you know, the bridge <laughs> collapse, you know, trying to get all the beer delivered to the Delaware Valley. <laughs> so I assume yeah. you look at a road like this and you see... What can only be described as average traffic, and it's got to be amazing to you. Oh, I see everything. (laughs) I got the Miller Lite truck going. I got to go to Delco today. Oh, yeah. So you're taking a pleasure trip. Yeah, got to make those deliveries. Nice, man. Uh, did, uh, Did our company, did our crew set you up with some freebies there, bud? Oh, yeah, I had a nice donut. Did you get a scratch off? Huh? Do we have we have scratch off lottery tickets? Did you get one of those or no? Not yet. Okay, all right. They they them all Maybe they handed them all. Get, if not, get another donut. Yeah. <laughs> she had one in her hand. All right, uh, very good. Uh, hey man, thanks for listening to us on your drive. We appreciate it. And uh, did you? Oh, yeah. Is this part Four of your? Years. Is this part of your normal route, or did you have to do a little detour to get to where our crew is right now? <clears throat> oh yeah, I, go, I come out of the gate here, and this is where I start. Now I get getting all the crazy traffic. All right, and and then I got to make it back this way. All right, all right, very good. All right, well, listen, man, thanks for listening. Have a great day, okay? All right, you guys too. All right, take care, bud. All right, there you go. All right, yeah. Satisfied customer, right there. Uh, my heart goes out to him. To be out on a day like today, oh. where there's um, uh, less than normal traffic, has <laughs> got to be. <laughs> well, it's got to be different. Yeah. It's got to be dis- <laughs> disorienting when you're saying, "Why are there no cars here?" As, as a driver, that's got to throw you off. All right, it is have, actually starting. To we have yeah, we yeah. have a line of traffic now. Right. Uh, so, but it, they're at a light, so the traffic comes and goes. So they they went and they just handed a bunch. It looks like uh, we're causing the traffic jam. Uh, Sarah, they're actively handing some stuff out, right? Yes, okay. we are out here. Uh, thank you so much, Rick. Make sure you buy us all beers with that lottery ticket. Because <laughs> you're definitely going to win. Uh, let's see. We've got we've had a few um, police cars come by, and that's been nice. They're <laughs> flashing their lights at us. I'm not sure if that's a good or bad thing. If they're yeah. uh, no, telling us that we're misbehaving or that we're doing a good job. I'm going to take it as the latter. Yeah, Sarah, we were hoping that they could do some sort of blockade to slow down traffic. Uh, <laughs> if, that, if that becomes an option, please take it. You got it. All right. I'll make sure I negotiate. All right. And you uh, thank, thank you to our friends from Duncan who are right there, and they're, yeah. they're giving us the donuts uh, to hand out to people who want them. So um, do we have uh, much left in the way of a uh, giveaway, Sarah? Uh, we definitely have some lottery tickets. We've got some donuts left. So I think we'll be here for, yeah, what do you think, Connor? Another hour? Let's do that. Okay. All right. We'll I check did, back in then. I, I will give out the, the location, uh, Sarah, and we'll send people that way. Um, it's uh, in Northeast Philly, Frankfurt Avenue. All right. On Frankfurt Avenue between Academy and Placid uh, in Holmesburg. So swing by there. And Sarah says for the next hour or so, uh, lottery scratch-off tickets and uh, donuts for those who are uh, dealing with this horrible traffic this morning. Uh-huh. We should have in given her one of those uh, NASCAR flags. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 Either a yellow or a red. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, would have done. Because... That's how fast traffic's going. Uh, but, uh, listen, we, we didn't want to be on the highway. Which no. We, you can't do that. And um, But uh, we chose here. But it, because there's a Duncan right there. Yes. Oh, it yeah. made sense. Yeah. It made sense. Hey, and listen, you look at the, go ahead, guys. We're making people happy today. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And confused. Yeah. All right. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to do the bizarre file, and then we're going to reveal the totals, the results of the I Believe for Presidency blood drive. So here we go. No. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. Brought to you by PGW. Powered by BGW, actually. You can improve the comfort of your home 
and lower energy bills with a PGW sense rebate. By the way, I saw them handing out donuts to a PGW van. Yes. yes. Uh, up to $1,400 in savings with new home heating equipment. You can learn more at PGWEnergySense.com. Steve, this story, mm-hmm. Batman. That's all oh. I'm going to say. What? This is in West Virginia. A masked vigilante is credited with halting a burglary in progress Thursday night in Charleston, West Virginia. And listen to this. Deputies responded to a call at a hunting cabin. When they arrived, there were four individuals lying on the ground with their hands bound behind their backs. The tires on their pickup truck and ATV had been flattened. Inside the vehicles, deputies found a number of items which had been pilfered from the cabin. The owner tells investigators the cabin has has been the target of thieves on several occasions recently, and a lot of expensive gear and items have been taken in those heists. The suspects tell police the man who subdued them and made a citizen's arrest wore a mask. (sighs) Deputies have uh, determined... West Virginia Batman. Uh, deputies have determined having lunch at the Geno's. that it was not the cabin owner, and nobody seems to know who the man was. Do you? They do, were bound up and left for the exactly police, Steve. Steve. Do you remember for a while there was this uptick in costumed? Yeah, they they yeah. did a uh, there was a documentary documentary about, them, about it. But I wonder if we're getting back into that. A lot of those people seem to be not quite capable of yeah. being vigilantes. Right, but this kick ass. Uh, this guy, yeah, bound them and left them for the police and flattened four their of them. Four of them, four to one. We assume it was one. That's what they say. The suspects uh, were logged into the South Central Regional Jail. I want to see more of what happens with that. Vengeance. Wow. Uh, Video footage shows an Uber delivery driver appearing to urinate in an apartment hallway after delivering food in Beverly Hills on Saturday night. Ew. Uh, The man in the video appears to deliver the food and then walks down the staircase where he stops to seemingly pee in the corner. Seems like a good Uh. place to take a piss. Uh, Months after, the customer opens his front door to retrieve his food and the delivery driver takes off down the stairs. Uber has since responded and I'm said Batman. that they are looking into the hits. I have to piss now and then, and I just subdued. I, I just did something good, so I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, you I ate some of your fries. You are human, so yeah. you do yeah, have to pee. <laughs> I gotta piss, and in this latex, it's impossible. Uh, an Uber spokesperson said the driver's actions shown in this video are not okay. Yeah. We are continuing to look into this report, and we'll take it appropriate action. Did I tell you guys about the uh, Uber driver who stole $700 from my brother? No. Yeah, yeah. They uh, accidentally left a backpack in the car and had uh, cash in. They were going to Disney World, and uh, and the Uber uh, the, the backpack ended up uh, being delivered back to their house. The cash was With gone. Nothing in it. Wow. wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, the company also confirmed that they've reached out to both the customer and the driver for further details. Additional video footage shows another neighbor cleaning the urine in the hallway. <laughs> Casey, give that uh, driver a bad review. Yeah. Right. The investigation remains ongoing. A woman was found with a baby raccoon in her bag Aww. after police searched for belongings during a bicycle stop. According to the Clearwater Police Department, 43-year-old Lindsay Rodwald. She was on a bicycle with a baby raccoon? Yep, was stopped while riding her bicycle, which did not have lights on during the night. Uh, while speaking with police, she gave them a verbal consent to search her backpack. Officers found a broken glass pipe with crystal residue. Mm-hmm. A field test indicated the presence of methamphetamine. She told the police department that she forgot the pipe was in her bag. The baby raccoon was smoking it. And that she used meth a few days prior. And upon further investigation, the raccoon was found in the woman's backpack. 
Police said it was around a week old. So this bitch been... is crazy. <laughs> this bitch is out of her mind. She's on meth, too. Uh, it must have been pretty tiny. Yeah. Uh, the critter was taken to the veterinary emergency group in Tampa and will be cared for alongside other young raccoons before being released into the wild. I shall call you raccoon. Mm-hmm. A scant- Here's another Florida story. Uh, a scantily clad 36-year-old woman in Florida was arrested this week after police say she went to a local Dollar General store wearing nothing but a towel wrapped loosely around her body Am I and, turning you on? and a can of Four loco uh, in her hand as she, That's the thing. as she let a pair of juveniles take pictures and videos of her completely undressed. You like this, boys? Giselle Robinson was taken into custody. Why don't they make five loco? Charged with two counts of lewd and lascivious uh, exhibition, an officer... Responded to the call regarding a woman who had allegedly exposed herself to two juveniles. An officer found the woman wearing a towel wrapped around her body while holding a can of four loco. Uh, the woman allegedly told the officer that um, walking around in public with only a towel is normal to her. It's the way I roll, bro. The officer noted that Robinson appeared visibly intoxicated. As she said, she chose her attire because she was, quote, too lazy to put any clothing on. Besides, why deprive the world of this? The Dollar General employee told the officer that a juvenile under 16 had witnessed a woman naked in the parking lot and recorded it on his cell phone. After recording the alleged incident, the juvenile forwarded the footage to the employee. The By officer- the way, it's not a towel. It's my labia. Oh, my um, God. <laughs> the officer wrote he then met both juveniles who told him they saw Robinson leaving the nearby Circle K, walk over to them, and ask them for a lighter. Keep it such, boys. When they asked why she wasn't wearing any clothing, she allegedly repeated, I was too lazy to put clothes on. You know how it gets. Uh, the juvenile then began to record the incident on his cell phone, which uh, displayed the defendant exposing both her breast and genital area by dropping her towel to both juveniles. So, was the last time you saw something like this? Going to jail. All right, and then last story, we will go with uh, this one. A robber in England was sentenced to three years in jail this week for attempted robbery, but it was only thanks to quick thinking of his victim, that, and he ended up in police custody. Martin Trimble walked into a convenience store last month with a knife. He picked out a four-pack of beer and used his knife to threaten the store owner. Rather than let Trimble walk away, the store owner ran outside and closed the door, holding it tight and trapping the thief inside of the establishment. Love it. Trimble tried to avoid capture again Good by... Boy. By breaking the door free of the shop's shop owner's grip and then trying to slip out before the shutter had fully descended. But the shutter was too low and Trimble found himself pinned to the ground, his torso outside and over yeah. the street. And this is great. Realizing he was beaten, he cracked open one of the beers <laughs> that he tried to steal and just drank it while he waited for the police to take him away. Officers arrived within three minutes of receiving the call and arrested him. He pled guilty to a charge of attempted robbery. And that is what I have in the bizarre file for you. All right. um, I think it's time to reveal the results of uh, a big event that we had over the weekend. Or actually, at the beginning of the weekend. It was on Friday. We had the 18th annual I Bleed for Preston and Steve Blood Drive. And for the first time ever... We decided to put a number out there as a bit of a challenge, a goal to hit, uh, because obviously we had COVID where things went down, and we wanted to get back uh, to where we were normally and regularly, and that was 1,000 units. We wanted to be able to to, uh, collect 1,000 units minimum. We were at Live Casino Hotel Philadelphia at the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center at Oaks, and I am happy to announce... That our yield this year at the I Believe for Presidency Blood Drive was 1,169 blood donations. Wow! Oh, my 
goodness. That's a lot. And, in fact, it's 210 more units than last year. And I want to say, I'm trying to remember our, I think, our biggest years ever have been around the 1,200-unit mark. I mean, that's about as big as it gets. These are the biggest blood drives in the country, mind you. We had the record the one year that we had you as a cardboard cutout. And that, I'm, I'm going to say, was maybe closer to 14. I'll have to check on yeah. that. But because I, I remember that be, 1,200 being like a big, big number uh, for the for the Red Cross. It's freaking awesome, yes. especially from where we were and everyone coming out, Preston, the, the locations. Yeah. Uh, two locations and the fact that the weather sucked. Yeah, that's true. If people could have canceled. In fact, we had um, not only, obviously... A ton of donors, but we had 123 first-time donors never had donated blood in their life come out. I met a few; they were wonderful. So it was uh, it was an excellent event. Just ran perfectly, and thank you to everybody. Thank you to uh, the students of Newman uh, Media at Newman University, providing the videography and streaming services. Uh, Window Nation for providing the reusable totes and Everfresh juice for the juice drinks, and all the volunteers and workers for the Red Cross. And everybody at WMMR and uh, who lent a hand. It was uh, it was a super successful event. Thank you to Pierre oh. and uh, Jackie Bam Bam and Fantastic. Brent, Brent Porsche broadcasting live and doing all of that. So one thousand one hundred and sixty nine donations far <clears throat> eclipsed what we were going. For. Think about the time from the you when you sign in to get you know to the process begins. You're talking about you know twenty minutes to you know uh, maybe a little bit longer, half hour. So to, for that to process through that way, we probably had every available phlebotomist in the tri-state area there for the these two events. But, yeah, it was amazing. Yep. It's wonderful. So congratulations. Thank you guys so much. That is huge. I'm very, very proud of that. I'm very, very proud of you. All right, let's take a break. Come back in a second. We'll check back in with uh, Sarah and the crew on the road this morning. The the coffee angels, as she was Absolutely. saying. Absolutely. Handing out donuts and lottery tickets in the Slow Northeast. Slow down to get one. Yeah, we'll be back in just a moment. Rob McElhaney joining us in a little while, too. Stay there. Finally, how we doing, MM Barbecuers? MM Barbecue 2023, starring Shinedown. This is Billy Idol. Saturday, September 16th at Freedom Mortgage Pavilion, including Aaron Jones, Larkin Poe. Honey, Finger 11, Tiger Cup, and MMR's local shots artist, Fixin' 77. Plus, the return of the Preston and Steve side stage. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster. Lawn tickets start at just 25 bucks. Text FINALLY to 39333 for a link to all the details. From 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks. So we thought it would be doing a public service by sending our, our crew of workers and uh, good-looking, happy people on the road this morning in northeast Philadelphia uh, for where people are being de- detoured off of uh, 95. Oh, it's, it's, it's pandemonium. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's just bumper to bumper. I mean, the bumpers, as we said before, are a half mile apart. Yeah, that's yeah. technically still bumper to bumpers. Just there's a big gap between them. <laughs> uh, but we're handing out donuts and uh, scratch-off lottery tickets. Sarah Parker is there. Hi there, Sarah. Preston and Steve, we are...
are out here and we actually witnessed an entire family of Canadian geese cross the street with zero issue whatsoever. <laughs> so that gives you a temperature check on the traffic. There was also, and this is legit, um, someone driving an ambulance just stopped across the street, walked over to us <laughs> to say hello, and then walked back to their ambulance. There so, you go. Uh, yep. It's a leisurely Tuesday out here in the Northeast. We're having some yeah. fun, though. Uh, so, we are putting smiles on people's faces. People still have a place to go, yeah. and it can be a little bit stressful no matter what. So this has been really fun. Steve, we should have planned for foot traffic rather we than... We really uh, should have, yes. And, and uh, all sorts of... Mob- <laughs> and Sarah, you're seeing a lot of mobility uh, vehicles out there, scooters and things, jazzy scooters. Hey, so you, many. You know what? You They're know what all I, jammed up. You know what I do want to do is at least uh, since we we have this via Zoom and it's on our, our YouTube channels, I want to uh, highlight everybody who is uh, who's come out. So if we can at least get a, a visual on uh, Connor and uh, Tina Marie and Melissa. Connor, put the put it on yourself. Here, let's. Uh, yeah, turn. Yeah, Connor. <laughs> Oh, wait, no. Uh, wait, there's actual people there. Yay! They're hitting yeah. donuts and scratch off lottery oh, tickets. The light is green, though. The light is green. All right, go, 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 go. So, I, Connor, <laughs> flip it around. It's very uh, stop and go. So we've got Tina here, calendar girl. We've got intern C, as I now have deemed her. We've got Gina. We've got Aaron. We've got Melissa, another calendar girl. And we've yep. got Brendan. We've got me. Connor, put that camera on yourself. Connor is doing the most. He says no. Come on. He's you're so shy. He's looking people. He's just his hand. He's like, ding. Yeah. Oh look, we've got some we've got some activity over here. Oh, oh. Yes, yes, activity, actual activity. Oh, Their car stopped. Uh and yeah. Did you get a lottery ticket, sir? Yeah, yeah. Uh, how's your commute been so far? How's your commute been? Good. He's good. Flawless. Good. Good. So can... She has to talk fast so they can keep moving. In fact, yes, I'm five minutes ahead right now. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, Sarah, hold up a, a chalkboard that says pit stop next round. Next yeah, lap. I really should. Yeah. We, we should have. Because that's how fast they're classes. going. Hey, is that intern Campbell? Is she there too? I thought I saw yeah. her. All right, that's Soup. Soup. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Soup's right. working the event. I call her intern C now. She's intern C. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, yeah, it looks like uh, we've got a. What kind of vehicle is that right now, Sarah? This is a medic that has stopped to say hello. The Philadelphia Fire Department, medic thirty-eight. They're having a good time. Do y'all listen to President Steve? <laughs> you you listen to President Steve? Who yes, are Preston and Steve? Who are Steve? No, We're from no, out of state. Me, There's a woman giving birth in the back. How's your commute been? Bit Say it's terrible. Uh, yeah, it's terrible. It's awful, right? You are, you are on these struggle bus right now, right? Yep. Yes, absolutely. Well, I wish you well. You have a great day. Thank you for what you're doing. I, they wave. They got a donut. They got a donut. They're happy. They're happy. All right, yeah. That's eight. Listen. Mission accomplished. Happiness is Mission what we accomplished. do. They're, they're spreading the happiness. They're doing what we uh, what we asked them to do. Our, our, our pitch should have been today, slow down, stop and smell the roses, uh, and forget it. Traffic yes. jam's not an issue. Yeah, slow down and yeah. smell the roses. Don't don't stop, because you'll, you'll cause problems. Uh, Sarah, how are we doing on supplies? Are we getting close to running out? Yeah, we're actually running low on donuts and lottery tickets, so okay. mission accomplished there. I, I'm going to frame this whole thing as... WMMR and Duncan are really the good luck charm here. If if we weren't here, it would be so backed up, it would be chaos. But I'm because an, we're here, we're the good luck charm, and everything is running smoothly. I'm going to go with that. Agreed. Yeah. Yes, yes. I, I love that. Yeah. Let's okay. go with that lie. All right, Sarah, uh, give out the rest of your supplies, and then you guys can go on about your day, okay? Absolutely. All everyone, right. everyone, yeah, one more. One. It's like six flags out here in the Northeast. It's amazing. Thank you, Sarah. All right, Sarah Parker, Connor, Tina Marie, Melissa Kai, Gina, Aaron, Brendan, and Soup are all on location handing out 
uh, goodies. And, and if you want to swing by there, if you are in the area, they're in Northeast Philly on Frankfurt Avenue between Academy and Placid Street. Uh, in Holmesburg. And thank you to Duncan for everything. It was great. It reminded me of some of that classic footage of World War II when uh, the GIs liberated a city and they yeah. used the distraught looks on the on these people, <laughs> on their faces, as we were able to go out and spread some joy. Because yeah. you got to imagine what they're dealing with. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, many of them, uh, you know, were... 60, 70 miles an hour. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. You, yeah can't, just, you can't. It's no way to go to work. No. <laughs> uh, by the way, the, download the Dunkin' Rewards app to, to de- join today and uh, start saving and stacking your way to free Dunkin' You Love. So thank you to the President Steve Show runs on Dunkin'. All right, well, they'll, they'll hand out the rest of what they have, which is cool. Listen, there's a, a fun little survey of sorts uh, that Nick had forwarded over to me uh, a few days ago. And it is from XXL Magazine, which I really am not familiar with XXL Magazine. But it, for, formerly uh, Knocked Up and Milky. Okay. Oh. Yeah, it sounds like it might be. If it was Triple XL right, Magazine, yeah. I don't know. But anyway, um, and they had a list for uh, people to fill out, and it's pretty cool. And I would, I'd be curious as to how you guys filled this out. Uh, the, the list is as follows. First concert, last concert, best concert, worst concert, loudest concert, seen the most, most surprising next concert and wish I could have seen. Yeah, mm. I found this l- a nice little glimpse into people's personalities, my own included. And yeah. um, and I happened to get uh, I see this survey uh, on the day that I was going to my next concert, which was The Dead last week. I saw The Dead at the Ballpark. Uh, so the timing of it was pretty cool. And uh, yeah, I, I like filling it out. It was kind of, yeah. Do you want to go through each separately, Preston? Yeah. yeah. I think this would be Because I fun. realize I'm, I'm pretty much a shut-in. Okay, um, yeah. I've, I've got mine on here. So, but Nick already filled his out. Uh, so, very first concert, we'll go around the room. Nick's is Eric Clapton. Yeah, the, the Spectrum. Spectrum, Tears for Fears tour, and uh, Casey. I ended up getting my tickets, buying my tickets at that West Coast video. <laughs> I think Bal- Baltimore Pike, right? Is that where that was? And um, so I waited in line to get those tickets, and I had terrible seats way the hell upstairs at the Spectrum. Did it matter? It did not. No. It was a, a fantastic freaking show. I had no idea how cool Eric Clapton was until I saw him live. And, uh, yeah, that was just an awesome first concert experience, first rock concert. All right, Kathy, what about your first concert? Well, you guys know that my cousin is, uh, or was and is, uh, Debbie Gibson's choreographer. And so that was my first concert. Although it was like... How old were you? Very shortly after, I also saw Amy Grant. So I kind of keep both of them in my uh, first concert. And after Amy Grant, my mom was like, see, isn't it nice? She doesn't wear shoes and sings about Jesus. Uh, (laughs) It's it's, it's amazing you're not part of the 700 Club. (laughs) Uh, Steve, sorry, what did you ask me? How old was I? Yeah. I don't remember. I'd, I'd have to ask my mom. But, I mean, we were we were young when, yeah. when my cousin Buddy um, was out touring. Oh. It's a great song. So, I started dressing like her right after this video. Uh, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah. All right, what was your first concert, Steve? It was America. America. At the Westbury Music Fair. What a great band. Uh, mm-hmm. and, wow. and I was early teens, I guess. Or, nice. yeah. Steve, was that venue the uh, the twin to the Valley, Valley Forge, Forge Music Fair? Exactly. Yeah, Theater in the Round. Ra- I yeah. don't even know if the Westbury Music Fair still exists. It very well might be, but they had actually revolving stage. That's so cool. Um, what is this? Horse with no name? This doesn't sound like Is it, it being sung by the horse? This, this makes me mad. That because, must be yeah, 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 yeah. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm going to put in a different one that doesn't have a giant intro. And uh, we have way too many. That's music. okay. Um, Case, what? Because we have a huge list of okay. to go through. What was your first concert, Case? Huey Lewis in the News uh, oh. at the Spectrum. And I wasn't supposed to go. My sister had extra tickets because people bailed on her. And so 
hey, do you want to go? Of course I do. And Did you I had a good time? time? Yeah, yeah, I had a great time. I think I might have been like 10 years old, something like that. It was what great. a great band. Mm-hmm. My first concert, now, I, 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 it's kind of my first concert, so I'll give you what I, I deem to be my real first rock concert, but I, my mom took me to Beatlemania. I remember this. I was in fifth grade, yeah. and I was a huge, huge Beatles fan, and I wanted to go see the thing, and it's a stage show. It's like a tribute. It's right. But it was indeed a concert of sorts. I have to uh, stop for a second here. There's a young man smoking a joint out there. Actually, it was a guy next to me. distracting me. A guy next First time I'd seen anybody smoke pot in public was at that. <laughs> then, what I considered to be my real first concert experience was Rush. Yeah. The Signals tour. Uh, I went to that and I saw it. Ton of weed smoking at that one. I mean, like bongs, like the whole thing. So your favorite band was your first yeah, concert. That's pretty linear. It's, it's rare concert. that that happens. Yeah, and it actually comes up a couple of times in here. So, um, all right, last concert, Nick was well prior to the dead. I saw uh, a band called Mount Joy, which I've fallen in love with over the last uh, year or so. They are from the same high school as me, Conestoga High School, and I uh, saw them at. Uh, Ardmore Music Hall. It was two. I, I went to both shows. They also did the Man last summer. But Mount Joy is fantastic. Highly recommend them. And uh, so that prior to the dead, I saw them in October at uh, Ardmore Music Hall. Kathy, your last concert, Billy Joel. All right, yeah, it was just yes, the other night. Just the other night. Just the other night. So it was fantastic. It was a great show. I, I mean, he is. I think seventy four. He still puts on a show. He's he's slowed down a little bit. I've seen him a number of times. He's slowed down a little bit, it's but I mean, still rock and roll no. to me. <laughs> no, I just mean like because he did run on the stage a bit during yeah. some of his songs. He, he did much less of that, but it was a damn good show. Okay. Steve, last. I, re- I realize it goes all the way back, Preston. The last, besides the barbecue and stuff like that, the, the actual concert that I went to see was the Stones. Mm. That was the last time, you know, pr- pr- prior to the pandemic and all that. Okay. I, I, don't, I don't go to shows a Me lot. either. Yeah. Yep. Case, what about you? Fish. <laughs> yeah, okay. Of course, yeah. Dumb Fish, December 29, 2022, Madison Square Garden. Uh, and if we're not counting MMRBQ, yeah, I don't go to concerts anymore yeah. either. Uh, it was um, the Stones at the at the link. I saw ELO at uh, at the Wells Fargo Center. That's cool. It was awesome. Yeah. It was fantastic. I was so happy. I won. And Bill, we- that I went. And Bill Weston was sitting like two rows behind me. Weston, cool. yeah. Hey, your head's in the way. Too much fun. <laughs> Best concert. Now this is a tough one. Yeah. I think. Nick? It is, um, but I went for overall experience, which would be Pearl Jam at the Wells Fargo Center, October of 2013. Eddie Vedder said my name, gave him a oh, shout-out. Yeah, we got, to, yeah. we yeah. got to interview Eddie before the show. Um, Single and- greatest experience of my life. <laughs> Tonight I got to meet the, the Scottish fellow named McElwain. <laughs> And uh, Will Forte was my date for the entire evening. So, uh, yeah, Jesus. I mean, as far as like you know what? epic nights go, yeah, that's number one. It's been a long time since we played that. Let, I'm going to have Casey yeah. pull that up real quick because when Eddie started that and little... Julie Jerkoff. <laughs> <laughs> Forgive you. Forgive um, me. It's, Ju- it's Julie Jerkoff. No, no. Nick McAway. Nick McAway. Close yeah. enough. When uh, was that? October of 2013. When uh, when when he started this little preamble, could you feel it coming that he no. was going to say your name? You no, had no, no idea. Matt Court had an idea that he might say something because Matt and Pierre had spent a little time with Eddie the night before. We got to interview Eddie before the show began on on that night. Um, but just I, a heads up uh, to Nick: uh, be prepared to shoot in your shorts. I'm going to give you a little love from the stage. Yeah, yeah, I mean, this is like two and a half minutes long. I mean, well, he talks be, about he talks about radio. He talks about yeah, yeah, you know, about MMR. And, always a living person on air here, which is not the case anymore. Here we go. That last one, it goes out to, uh, to Nick, 
right. So that's that's me. That's the audio. Do you hear it? That's the audio off of Matt Cord's iPad. Matt was recording in between songs, thinking that he might say something. There's actually clearer, better audio that Pearl Jam eventually released, but Matt was recording that night, and so the person saying that's me, that's Matt Cord referencing himself. People bring their iPads to concerts. (laughs) Here, listen to him say that's me. So he goes on for a little while, which is pretty awesome. I mean, that's amazing. I wasn't even there, and that's my favorite concert. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I just played a crazy game called Pickleball. <laughs> <laughs> Kathy, your best concert ever. Okay, so I hope you guys don't think this is lame, but um, I am going to go with Billy Joel. I've, I have seen him the most, um, and I, that's another one that's on there. I yeah. know every single – there were, were only two songs that he played – uh, this past time around that I didn't, I know the songs. I just didn't know the words. I know every word to every song. He's got a connection to Long Island. He yeah. he went to Montauk. Like there's just this. Whole, it's illegal to be from Long Island and, and not and, be a Billy Joel fan. And not love him. And I yeah. ha- I sat front row and uh, I got to meet him. Like, it, you know, there's just so much surrounding it. So I, it was a toss up between him and one other one. I'm going with him. All right, Steve, best concert. So uh, I know it's hard. Yeah. I, just, I have, like, you know, a couple that tie, but, uh, but I, I think I have I'm going to choose one. Uh, if I were to choose one where I was, um, I'll, okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to go with Tears for Fears at the Beacon Theater okay. in New York. Any idea what time frame that was? Uh, it was just before they split briefly. Okay. Uh, and... Um, so I mean, a competitors early nineties, yeah, or around nineteen ninety one or something like that. Yeah, and then also, uh, okay, I hate to add on, but I'll say uh, there was a almost near a four hour Elton John concert uh, uh, again in, in Manhattan that was him and just a percussionist. The one that I felt the most emotional at, I think, would have been um, uh, Genesis uh, playing uh, at I think it was Forest Hills. And uh, that was pretty amazing. But I'm going to go with the one that I always reference as my favorite concert. It's going to be Tears for Fears. All right, Casey, best concert ever. Uh, it was the Fish It Festival in uh, August 2003. Okay. Yep. Uh, what made it the best? It was just uh, it was just perfect, everything about it. It was like one of those campout concerts. So you drive up, you're in the middle of nowhere in, in like as far north Maine as you possibly be. You're talking about all, the, all the peripheral experiences, yeah. Yeah, surrounded part of it. by all of your best friends. Uh, the music was perfect. The weather was perfect. Uh, yeah, so it was uh, yeah, just a lot of great. I, and I have very vivid memories of very specific moments of that entire weekend. Best concert I ever saw was uh, the Eagles, uh, the Hell Freezes Over Tour. When they they got back together, when they said they never would, and and the reason it was the best is the the sound that was coming out of the speakers Mm. was so perfect and so spot on. Their harmonies are... You know there are very few bands that could pull it off like they did, and and I was just, and it was just song. And Kathy like going to see Billy Joel song. After you knew song everything, after right? Song after song, and they each did solo hits, and they all have solo hits. Yeah, uh-huh. and it was just this 
Can't it believe it. It was just this greatest hits album live on stage, and I was just floored it by it. It makes it so much fun. Yeah. What was the venue for that, Preston? Do you remember? Yeah, it was at the Riverport Amphitheater. It was in St. Louis. Okay. Yeah, I was still there. That's awesome. Yeah. All right, so worst concert you've ever seen. Nick? I like going to concerts because I'm almost always turned around on the band, even if I'm only, uh, if I don't like them. Uh, so I went to this concert with an open mind. And it was by far the worst concert I've ever seen. And if you like them, I'm sorry. But Creed at the uh, Shed in Camden in 2002, it was so much posturing. And this is what a rock star is supposed to look like. Mm. And it just turned me completely off to the band. I, and I, I probably sound like a snob when I say that. But, God, I hated every second of it. He might, okay. he might at this great. point admit, because we since have had Scott Stapp in the studio. And, yeah. And, you know, he... Yeah, at that point, Steve, he was very interested in being Scott Stapp. Right, rock And he God. wanted everybody to know that he was interested in being Scott Stapp. All right, Kath, worth concert. My heart is beating so fast. And there, okay, so there's two. One was at the MMRBQ. I won't even mention it. The other one, and I'm so sorry, it has nothing to do with the music. It was the atmosphere that was not me. I was in college, and I went to a fish show. Oh! I yeah. love you. I'm so sorry. We were at the same say, show. I'm sorry amazing. that I have to say this. It was probably amazing. It was probably amazing. Um, it just was like the whole atmosphere was not me. And then the music and the songs go on forever. I, the guy who brought me, I literally was like, my head hurts. Can we go? Mm-hmm. Do you remember the date? Do you remember? So you said college. I was what probably, year? No, you know what, Casey? No, 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 no. Hold on. Back up. I was not college yet. I was uh, a senior in high school. So it was 1996, 95, 96. Okay. Uh, and I believe, Casey, I think it was oh I, actually i forget i forget where it was i could probably text him and, and find out where we were but um yeah i it just the whole it was it was the whole scene was just not me <laughs> and I, I, I had no idea you'd been to a fish show yeah, in your life i, I, I went with sitting on that secret with a guy who was a, a huge fan and he took uh me and a couple of other people from school and because he wanted us you, you have to come you're, you're, gonna, love you're gonna love it and you remember i mean they, they played uh bryce jordan and uh in um penn state, state. In uh, 96, do you remember if it was like, anything like that or was so, it in Philadelphia? I was actually going to say, I, no, it wasn't in Philadelphia, Casey. We we drove to go somewhere. I was going to say I thought it was near a college. Okay. I, I feel like I would have remembered if it was Penn State, but it could have been that case. Yeah, because the right. only other time they played then was uh, at the Spectrum. Steve, what was your worst so, concert experience? A guy who's also delivered very good concert experiences was the worst. It was Bob Dylan mm-hmm. at the Jones oh. Beach Theater. Yeah. It was, I mean... I sat there and I'm like, are these songs, <laughs> or is he having a seizure? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I couldn't identify any hits. I couldn't. I, I mean, and that's the problematic thing with Dylan, you know. And and uh, yeah, man, that was. I think we left like I was sixty percent through the concert. I'm like, nah, I can't. All right, Case, do you have a worst? Oh yeah, I mean, it, it, Dylan would have been number one for me had I not gone to Woodstock '99. Oh, everything that about that thing. everything about that weekend sucked ass. I didn't like the people. I didn't like the bands weren't doing anything for me. You and were then, in the thick of that. Yeah. It, only people need to do is see that documentary. Yeah, right. and, and there were some yeah. decent bands, but I wasn't feeling any of it. Like I, I didn't feel connected to one band that was there. And uh, yeah, it was a miserable experience. So my worst concert as well. It was because I didn't really connect with the band, and it was at the time where they had had a resurgence in popularity, and I was looking forward to going to the show. And I left at the intermission. I've never done that in my life. And there are people that are going to be, that are going to take umber, take some issues with this. It was the Grateful Dead. Yeah. And it was while Jerry was still alive and in oh. the band, too. Oh, yeah. But it just, 
there was there was nothing to look at. It was rambling on. How was their dancing? Man, and the, the you had the twirlers that were just, I'm like, okie dokie. Was this in St. Louis? It was in St. Louis. What year? I don't remember. Okay. Uh, it would have been uh, 94, okay. somewhere around there. Uh, but it just, I was bored to <laughs> tears. And I like, I like the hits. I like the dead hits, yeah. but... I was just, it was boring. That's, I, I can't give you a better word. How was your attitude boring. going in? <laughs> was your attitude good going Go, in? Going in, I was excited. Right. Yeah. Cause you're, it was it was a show du jour. It was right. like everybody wanted to go. Like, like it, the, the audience was loaded with people who weren't deadheads because it was kind of fashionable to go. They were doing this big, this tour, and oh my God, you got to see them, and they're back. And I did love... Uh, you know, Hell in a Bucket and and uh, Touch of Grey. Touch of Grey, yeah. the most recent m- music. I'm like, this is going to be great. It wasn't great. Did you know, what? Riverfront uh, Amphitheater. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Let me ask you then, uh, if I can add to the survey here, just what is the single most amazing in concert moment you can remember? When Eddie Vedder said Nick's Yeah, night. yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh. Like any surprise guests ever show up at a show where you were like, oh my God, I can't believe. All no. I have one I've mentioned to you guys a, oh. a couple times. Go ahead. It might have been that opening number when uh, when I went to see, you mentioned Paul, yeah. when he did Eight Days a Week. And they started singing, and I, and I just realized just what was happening. That's a Beatle. It was, that's a Beatle. <laughs> and he's singing a Beatles song. Yeah. And I almost started to cry. Yeah. I got like a little welled up. So it was a pretty amazing moment for me. Uh, it was or John John Cougar Mellencamp at the Jones Beach Theater. I told you about this. There there had been a, like a little bit of light rain before the um, before the concert. You know his concerts are phenomenal anyway. But is it Kenny Arnoff the drummer? Kenny Arnoff, yeah. So Kenny Arnoff the drummer. Uh, you know there, oh. there are all these lights that string above. Yeah, yeah. And so he us. he arches back and throws his drumstick straight up, and like out of the natural, hits one of these big <laughs> light bulbs that are hanging strung across. Mm. And it explodes into sparks. Wow. And it is at night, you know, and it's like right out of the natural. And they go, ah! <laughs> uh, The beginning of Bruce Springsteen at the Wells Fargo Center when it was a brand new building. And it was core states probably back then. But um, I'd never seen Bruce before. And it was the E Street Band. And each member came out one at a time. Uh, as the crowd is is surging, yeah, and you're just you know, and by the time Clarence comes out, the place is going <laughs> insane, yeah. And Bruce walks out, and it was it was electric, yeah. It was absolutely electric. So, all right, uh, now how about this one? So we covered worst concert. How about the loudest concert? I have a surprising one. Me Nick. too. All right, so I, I had just started working for the radio station. This was the summer of 2000. And um, whoever was the promotional director at the time hooked me up with the best concert seats I may have ever had. Second row in Camden, summer of 2000, the Foo Fighters opened for the Red Hot Chili Peppers. And I was like, this is going to be great. I really love the Chili Peppers. I'm excited to see the Foo Fighters. I walked out of there. I couldn't hear a damn thing. It was so damn loud. And I didn't hate the show. It was just by far the loudest concert I have ever seen. All right, Kathy, do you have a loudest concert? I do, and I feel like mine is also surprising, and it wasn't because of uh, instruments. It was Bruno Mars, and they had so many pyrotechnics. Oh, that'll it do it. Blessed. I had the earplugs in, and it was still hurting my ears and my head. It was an amazing show. He he is a performer, and it was excellent. But those pyrotechnics, man, they blew my eardrums out. All right. Steve, I think it would have been that Genesis show, okay. uh, you know, because they they did like uh, the uh, uh, in the cage medley, which is a long 
I think it were, it, the drums, you have two drummers going for a yeah. number of things, and it was just thundering. But I, I never I never had an experience where I felt it was oppressive or painful, you uh, know? Case? Uh, surprisingly, Mariah Carey at the Met. Oh, really? It, it, it if was, they mix it, it wow. depends on how they mix it, right? You're piercingly loud. Oh, my God. Yeah. So well, and yeah. If, if she hits those really high notes, mm-hmm. too. Yeah, but, it, I mean, it was a heavy bass. Like, yeah, okay. it was, yeah, so... I think that's more surprising than mine, but the loudest concert I remember was Chicago. Yes. Chicago. I, went, I went to see them Chicago. at, at um, Chicago. Six Flags over Mid-America okay. in Missouri, and it was one of those deals where you didn't need a ticket to get in the venue. You just showed up and waited for the show. Well, we showed up like three hours early. We had been there all day because uh, we had season passes, sat in the front row, and when they would step up with those horns... To the microphones and blast like you know in twenty five or six or four. It was ear shatteringly loud, so I was surprised that that. But in in my memories, that's uh-huh. it. All right, which band have you seen the most, Nick? Uh, Dave Matthews Band. Not right. even close. Kathy. Billy Joel. All right, Steve. Huh. Uh, I, it would probably be. I don't know if it's, it would constitute as a band. I've seen the New York Rock and Soul Review and Steely Dan. Mm. Okay, probably so. The most that would be the most. Casey Slayer. Slayer. <laughs> That's a dumb question. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Fish obviously, uh, and Rush for me. So yeah. some of our favorite bands. Go figure. Wait, we haven't included Marissa in. I right know. Now. I was just. She was on the phone. I just turned around. I was going to ask her to participate. Mm-hmm. All right, she's on the phone with somebody. All right, because um, she's seen uh, probably more concerts and us all combined because she used to be like a kid that would go to the TLA all the time. Man About be... Town is in there too. I mean, we, I mean, he might have, you know. Yeah. Get, get, I mean, he's seen many, many uh, concerts. Alright, um, most surprising concert. Chicago. Really? Yes. And I, this was on my list before you said that, but I saw them, Steve, at the Valley Forge Music Fair, I, and I got free tickets to that show. I didn't know what to expect at all, and I was like, oh, it's whatever. I'm yeah. go with some high school friends. It was Awesome. Such a great show in a really cool venue. Okay, Kath? Um, so mine was actually at the MMRBQ. I absolutely loved him, and Nick and I were trying to figure out what band he was with at the time. Bill might be able to answer this, but it was Scott Weiland. He, I loved him. He put on such a good show. Was he with... Uh, I don't um, remember if it was Velvet Revolver, Velvet Revolver? Uh, or STP, because they did STP with Allison Chains one year. Yeah. So I don't remember okay. who it was, but it was him specifically. All right, Steve, most surprising. Uh, it, it was uh, a concert club appearance, but uh, it, Matthew Sweet. Oh, oh wow. yeah. At Malibu yeah. Uh, uh, Club. He was awesome. Yeah. Wow. And, and I saw like, him a couple times. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. I love yeah. every song. Yeah. yeah. Bill, do you know the, uh, the answer to the question, the Scott Weiland performance that um, uh, Kathy would have been surprised by? Do you uh, remember who? Uh, was I, Velvet it, Revolver? I, we didn't know if it was Velvet Revolver or STP. Because he did both, right? He, he came in with Allison Chains and STP, and I think there was like 2013 or 2014. And then we did a fall show for MMRBQ one year with Velvet Revolver, if I remember. Mm. It would have been the latter. Yeah. So whichever one that and was. That, right. that he was just horrible? No, no, no. No, oh, no. no surprise. She, surprise. I, I loved him. She, yeah. she didn't think, you know, you go into mm-hmm. it going, all right, I'll go to this show. And then you're like, oh, my God. It might have been the year that they double-billed with Allison Chains. Okay. okay. Uh-huh. All right, Casey, what about you? Most surprising? Well, I, I mean, depending on what you mean by most surprising, there was the uh, this Beastie Boys concert that I went to that was announced on a Tuesday and performed on, on Wednesday. So, so you're literally surprised. I'm by literally the surprised. I, I think what you'd be is you're, you're kind of going, ah, oh, what the hell, and then... That's yeah. my take, but maybe yeah, your take is your take. But not to mention, like I was surprised. I I, I didn't know much about the band itself, right. and I didn't know that they played instruments. and And it was almost like a 
like a heavy metal concert. Yeah. Like, right. It was the first place I ever moshed was at, at that show at the Electric Mosh? Factory. Yeah. yeah. But so, um, that's plenty of surprises. Plenty though. of surprises. But yeah. I will say, though, that uh, Neil Young, I because uh, I went to Old Cella, and uh, for as horrible as Bob Dylan was, Neil Young was like complete opposite, and I was not expecting that. Okay. I've All seen right. Neil Young loved, and loved his concerts. Yeah. Most surprising one for me um, was uh, 1987, and it was U2, the Joshua Tree oh, tour. Wow. because. I had was a fan of yeah. you too, and I liked them, and had never seen them. And I'm like, all right, I'll go. And by the way, it was uh, the Cardinals were playing yeah. in the final game of the World Series. I think it was the game six of the World Series, and I huh. was baseball's huge in St. Louis. But and I foregoed watching the the uh, the game on TV because it was an away game uh, to go to the concert. And I left there going, and up until Cardinals, I, who up until uh-huh. no, up until I saw um, the Eagles. That was my number one. Ah. And so I remember walking out of there going, this is the greatest <laughs> concert experience I've ever seen. And just did not know yeah. how great they were alive. I remember seeing videos of them and saying, wow, that looks awesome. But I was I was a fan, but I left there a big fan. And they're my second most seen band uh, next to Rush. All right, so we have two more categories left. Next concert and wish I could have seen. Your next concert, Nick? Uh, was when I filled this out last week was The Dead. And okay. I saw, it was the first time I'd ever seen them, but they were at the ballpark that night. All right, Kathy, your next one? You guys know I love a show, Pink. Pink! Oh, wow. <laughs> Steve, what's coming up? Uh, it's probably going to be the Arby All right, Casey? <laughs> Fish. Fish. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to see, I'm taking my youngest uh, Caroline to see Duran Duran. Oh, nice. Uh, per their request, so Bill? Uh, I'm looking forward to that. Oh, I don't know what I'm going to next. MM Barbecue, probably. <laughs> yeah. All right, wish I could have seen. That's a good one. Uh, yeah. All right. So for me, it's the, like the full, the intact uh, Fleetwood Mac, and I, I had never seen them. I will never see that band as, yeah. it, as it existed classically. But even Steve, the 1997 version with the dance, it's one of my favorite live albums it's of amazing. all time. And I, I'd never seen that version of Fleetwood Mac. By the way, I don't think this is like a fantasy thing. Like I wish I would have seen the Beatles in 1960. Seven or anything like that. Like, like one that you may have passed on that you, yeah. you wish you would have yeah. gone to. I got offered oh. tickets to see Fleetwood Mac on that tour in 97, and I passed, mm-hmm. and I regret it ever, ever since. Yeah. Okay, so mine is due to a death, but I was actually, um, when uh, Dave Balsaki was with Live Nation, yeah. uh, he, him and I were coordinating. He was trying to help me get tickets over in London. Michael Jackson was supposed to perform. Oh, yeah. And uh, he texted, I remember he was the first person that texted me, and he was like, uh, guess you're not going. And I was wow. like, what? And sure enough, he had Thanks died. Someone- Backstage, her name is Kathy, and uh, she's very special. She comes from WMMR. <laughs> you could add a, your own Nick. Uh, El- yeah. yeah. Yeah, but if it was fantasy, Elvis. Uh, okay. Okay. If we're not going fantasy, I obviously I would say the Beatles. You yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, uh, but uh, I did. I was offered the potential to go see that Eagles concert that um, you raved around and I could not do it. So that would be the big loss. Case? I mean, the list is long, but I guess at the top would be Sierra with the Dead and uh, I had an opportunity. Jerry Lewis. To, yeah, no, not Jerry Lewis. <laughs> yeah, no, Jerry Stiller. Yeah. Yeah, he just goes on stage and says, I'm back! <laughs> you had the opportunity to see him? Oh, yeah. Uh, the last time they were here in Philadelphia, I said, no, I'll, I'll see them next time. Uh, and they played, funny, though. You, they you, played Unbroken Chain for the very first time uh, in Philadelphia, you, which you, is like my favorite dead song. You talk about but that that just because you're a Fish fan doesn't by default mean you're a Grateful Dead fan, correct? No, no, yeah. no, no. And just because I'm a dead and Fish fan does not mean I'm, uh, I, I like uh, all jam exclusively bands. all jam bands. Yeah. I, I don't. I mean, there are some jam bands that I do like, but... 
I just was introduced to both of those bands at the same time. Well, in case you said, I'll see them next time, that was the reason. I was not going to go to Billy Joel. I bought tickets like two days before uh-huh. because I was like, you know what? There might not be a next time, yeah. and I really want to see him again. Yep. All right, and so the one that I wish I would have seen was, and I passed on it, was uh, the Police syn- Synchronicity Tour, which was their last tour. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I literally had the attitude of, Something was going on. I'm like, I'll catch him next time. Next time, right? yeah. And that was uh, it. And that yeah. album's a masterpiece. And I and I wish I would have seen that. But I did see I'll catch their... Buddy Holly after the flight. I'll see. Oh, <laughs> oh, God. I saw their reunion no. tour, which was amazing. But in the day yeah. when they were still and, and they were at their absolute pinnacle, I wish I would have seen that. So, uh, Marissa, should we do a lightning round with you since we left you out of all these? Yeah, I think I can run it down quickly. First concert. Uh, the Beach Boys in the round at the um, Valley Forge Convention Center. There you okay. go. It took me fourth grade. Last concert. I went to five songs of Brian Adams. <laughs> okay. That There's a special concert yeah. called Five Songs with Brian <laughs> Adams. What was that? Uh, it was a couple weeks yeah. ago. I was out to dinner with some friends. I really wanted to go. He just has, um, you actually just reminded me of one. This wasn't on my list. I, I skipped Bob Seger a couple years ago when uh. he came and played that show at the Spectrum, because or not the Spectrum, the Wells Fargo Center, because I didn't think I would enjoy it. And then I was listening to his catalog and I was like, damn it, yep. yeah. I would have loved this show. So that's why I went to Brian Adams. All right, best concert ever. Um, it's hard. All right. I think I, I think it's, oh, shoot, Steve, they're not even on my list. <laughs> Damn it. I want to do like generations, like 14-year-old Marissa answers this. <laughs> you and get one like answer. 27-year-old and 39-year-old. Um, I think my best one was Foo Fighters at the Tower. Mm. Um, I had gone up with Jackson to interview uh, Dave and Chris, I think, at the time. And... Um, I met I met Taylor Hawkins. I realized later that I had given my phone to um uh shoot somebody somebody, somebody anyway um to take a photo and I ended up like second row right in the center. It was like a seated concert. Dave uh, could hear anybody whispering. Wow. Was like talking to people, getting beer. It was great. All right, we got to rifle through these worst concert ever. Uh, skip. I don't know what it is. Really? I I don't know. Right. Loudest. Probably left it out. Loudest. Um, I went to the Hives after the Emma Barbecue a <laughs> few years ago at the Electric Factory. Uh-huh. It was my ears were tinging. Okay. I think it's the Electric Factory now. They were tinging. Yeah. It's a condition. Okay. Yeah. It's like what you have. You have globs. People get tinging. You have globs of tinginess. Isn't it? It's not a verb. Ringing. There's uh yeah. There's tingling. There's ringing. Yeah. And then there's tangling and wrangling. All right. What about? A band you've seen the most? Weezer. Okay. Ah. Uh, most surprising show? Um, I think it was... Uh, okay, I have two. I went to um, MSG to see ACDC with Axl Rose. Oh, yeah. The lead was, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Going in for Brian, yeah. And it was pretty amazing. But the other one that always comes to mind is... Um, I saw the Black Keys at Great Plaza on Penn's Landing. Not the big one, not Festival Pier, on Great Plaza, the really small one. Yeah. It was in 2010. Awesome. There was like 1,500 people there. And then when they came back, they played the Wells Fargo Center sold out. All right, your next concert? My next concert I, might be The Cure this Saturday. Okay. Ah. Oh, they're playing this Saturday? Yes. Yeah. Where? Uh, Wells Fargo Center. So when you said Duran Duran in Atlantic City, The Cure is playing. Can't go. Mm, okay. All right, and then uh, Wish I Could Have Seen. 
Well, maybe Kathy can answer this. I thought I was invited to that Michael Jackson concert to go with you. <laughs> were, was it? Were we going to go together? I think it was oh, you see? and me, so yes. that's on my list. Mm. Yeah, that never <laughs> That would have been so much Aww. fun. Aww. All right. Well, it's an interesting little peek at your concert uh, timeline. Yeah. Uh, if you want to take a look at this, I'm sure we've posted this on our yeah. socials as well. Uh, but it's from uh, XXL Magazine, and they asked those series of questions. First concert, last concert, best, worst, loudest, seen most, uh, most surprising next concert and wish I could have seen. But uh, let's take a look at your history there. Yeah, people are very passionate about it. Take stock, yeah. Yeah. All right, I would like to, as we take a break, give away another $50 gift card from Burgers by Wildwood. Yes. Which are amazing. Uh, Caller number 15 and 16. Let's give away two right now. Uh, Burgers by Wildwood names their smash burgers after music genres. So this ties in perfectly with our conversation. The Metal Burger has jalapenos, red onion, lettuce, and nightmare sauce. The bluegrass is whiskey, bacon, jam, pickled onion, and honey mustard with tons of vegetarian options as well. Why Witch has got something for everybody. So we'll take those callers. We'll set you up with those gift cards. We'll take a break, and we'll be back in a moment. Rob McElhenney joining us in the next segment. Stay with us. Is your phone an app hole? You know, full of useless apps taking up space? Well, get rid of them and get the WMMR app. You can listen to us wherever you go, get important alerts, and so much more. Because, after all, the world needs less apples. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash for 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Window Nation, you feeling the heat, mm, are you? High temps aren't the only thing that are getting you hot under the collar. Wait till you see those energy bills. The solution, call my friends at Window Nation for new energy-efficient windows. And right now you get 50% off any style window. Bows, bays, double-hung, sliders, 50% off. Plus zero down, zero payments, and 0% interest for 24 months. And this week only, you can receive an additional 10% off. 866-90NATION or go to windownation.com and tell them we sent you. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So the idea was, <laughs> theoretically, that we would uh, send some of our staff to go help out people who were stuck in uh, traffic because of the rerouting uh, from 95. We had two more weeks on that. Um, so we thought things would still be in the thick of it. And we wanted to pick a location that was kind of off the beaten path, but maybe something where people were rerouted to. Uh, so we sent uh, Sarah and Connor and Tina Marie and Melissa Kai and uh, Gina and Aaron and Brendan and uh, Soup all out. Soup is, uh, by the way, Campbell's. So it's their nickname. Um, so we sent them to uh, the Northeast, uh, Frankfurt Avenue between Academy Road and Placid Street because uh, there's a, a light there. There's a Dunkin' Donuts there. Uh, we've heard of traffic issues in the past. Yes, that it was, it was formidable. Yes. Not, not no. today. No. Not no. today uh, at in, all. In fact, I've never seen better traffic conditions in my life. Let's go to Sarah now. I think the gang is wrapping up. Sarah, you there? I'm telling you, we are the good luck charm. WMMR and Duncan help the traffic move smoothly. I'm going to check in with my uh, donut darlings over here. Do we have anything left? 
Yeah, did you get all wet? We did? All right. Did you have fun at least? Yeah. So here's the deal. Like, we, we have... There's garbage all over now. That it was a fireworks display of it's what true. was once full of donuts. And we have given them to people who really weren't that pissed off. And I think that's called privilege. <laughs> so uh, we've had a great time out here today. Uh, nice. Thank you once again to Duncan. Sorry to everyone who actually is stuck in traffic, wherever you are. It ain't here. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I, I think we, we made some people happy. Yeah. You know? In general, yeah. sir, was the, the, were, were people receptive to it? Were there any uh, firearms drawn or was everything pretty copacetic? <laughs> No, everything was great. Like I said, we did put smiles on faces. No matter if you have, you know, a super crappy commute or it's pretty smooth. The fact is it's early in the morning and that's why we have the Preston and Steve show to make everything better. So it was really nice to talk to people and shout out to the few people who actually stopped and uh, chatted for a little bit. It's been really, really fun. Well, think, think of the, 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 the person today who woke up and said, oh, no, I got to do that that super quick commute where I encounter no traffic at a high rate of speed, <laughs> if there's only something that could brighten up my day, you provided it. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. All right. Everyone feeling good? Yeah. We, you guys have the best crew with me. This has been great. They're, They're awesome. awesome. All right. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you, everybody. We appreciate you being out on the road this morning for no traffic whatsoever. In fact, uh, pretty rapid speeds. Yeah. Uh, In fact, there more more speeding tickets were written on the stretch of road this morning than any other time. But we did uh, manage to give some stuff away to yeah. friends and uh, make everybody happy. So that's what we did. That would be a waste of time. <laughs> what? That's war, that's war child's friend. Yep, Back off, yep, War yep, Child. Yep, Back yep. off, War Child. Seriously. Seriously. That would be a waste of time. <laughs> All right. Um, what's the story on Rob? Is he uh, going to be joining us shortly? Yeah, or 9.30 is when okay. he's scheduled. Are we so. doing it via Zoom? Yes, we are. Okay. Woo! All right. Well, we have a minute or two. Um, I did. I got this um, email yesterday, and I wanted to uh, pass this along as we were talking about the uh, how do we get? Oh, I had the coffee grounds in my coffee. Yes, <laughs> and a guy and you hated it. Called in to say that he would, when he was in the army, he would put the MRE coffee like straight in his mouth. He wouldn't mix it in water. He'd just yeah. stick it in his mouth or eat it. And I got this uh, email uh, from Staff Sergeant Richie, and he said, "We're currently in training at Fort Dix and listening to your station, and our commander does the MRE coffee trick." All while mumbling our unit mascot, Dragons. <laughs> and we would get a kick out of hearing you talk about this. His name is Lieutenant Grafham. Thank you, guys. And then he writes, Dragons. Dragons. At the end of that. Dragons. <laughs> I wanted to pass that along. So thank you guys for listening while you're training at Fort Dix. Dragons. And go, Dragons. Apparently he does it. He mumbles it. I don't know why, but that's his thing. Uh, I poured you some coffee this morning, Preston. I, uh, I I told you off air I was going to go one of two ways with it. I was either going to clean out all the coffee grounds in your mug or just put a ton in there. Uh, so I, I, I ended up cleaning them all out. But I got to say, Steve, somebody keeps turning the burner off with a full pot of coffee on it. Why do I, they do that? I don't well, no, there is. So I contend that at the point of which your life hangs in the balance, you will admit to, you know, I want the, so I'm going to go on now a, an interrogation spree. Mm -hmm. It's the dumbest thing in the world. It's the morning, yeah. A. It's the time when coffee is most often, I would say, consumed by the the employees here. Why someone would turn the the uh, the, uh, the the heating element off on a pot of coffee, a carafe of coffee, a full pot? I don't get it. If you're an but idiot, it happens all the time. If you're an idiot and you think you're turning the burner on, well, here you go. 
uh, when you hit the button, the light comes on if the burner's on. Right. And if it's not on, That's it how you lights know. off. Yeah. Okay. Killing me. Please stop doing it. You're killing me. All right. Let me know when we have uh, Rob up and running because um, I got a couple things to, to kill a little bit of time. But I'd like to pass this along. I saw this article this morning. It was a short article. I didn't read that. I, I didn't go to the full article, but I have a, a condensed version of it. And, and I think this might make us feel a, a tiny bit better about just kind of the world in general. Um, because this, it's a study that was done and it says it's common to hear adults talk about the good old days. Okay. But it, you know, is morality really declining over time? And a study published in nature argues that the idea that people are getting meaner over time is just an illusion. <laughs> Meaning that as it seems that we're getting worse and worse, as it appears that way, it's really kind of the same all the time. Or is it the fact that the person that wrote this article was so miserable that yeah. everyone seems... Uh, you know, no, I, I, think I, this think is, I think this is a good thing. I, th- yeah. I think so, So because when you just say, hi, it used to be so much better back then, it's kind of the same. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, I, in general, yeah. yeah. It's, in general, it's human you existence. can find outliers, and there are trends. You live long enough, and you realize there is obviously a cyclical nature to things. Mm-hmm. But on the whole, mm-hmm. which is where we spend most of our time, on the whole, uh, th- everything is kind of normal. You know, press. I watched Breakfast Club yesterday, and there is a scene with the with the janitor and the principal, or whoever that guy is, Vern. Vern, yeah. and he says, oh, "Man, you know." And the principal's complaining about the kids and these kids these days. They, they've changed, blah blah blah. And the janitor's like, "No, they didn't. You know, they've always been the same. You're the one that's changed." Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So he said, according to decades of surveys, uh, people generally say that they're treated with respect every day. Uh, the answer to this question does not appear to change over time, even when those surveyed say that people were kinder in the past. So the research is showing that it's really pretty steady. When you get out and about on the street or whatever and you're conducting your normal life, I think that's a fair assessment. People yeah. are general, will you know, are, are, are cool. They're, yeah, again, you meet a jerk every now and Absolutely. then for sure. And you might have a, a stretch of days where you meet more jerks than normal. But those will probably be countered, balanced by uh, a, a stretch of time where you're going to meet several wonderful people in a row. Sometimes you know? you're uh, out on the street uh, for today's promotion and you don't even see anybody for a <laughs> <Yeah>. long time. <laughs> for example. For, yeah. Where did everyone go? <laughs> there used to be people <laughs> around people here. here. You know, in the good old days. Yeah, we could have shot a post-apocalyptic yeah. uh, science fiction movie on the stretch of road we were on yeah. today. 28 days later, could have been shot but, in that section of town. Let me leave you this. It says, researchers hypothesize that being exposed to negative news about society could be influencing this perception. And nostalgia could also be at play. We may be remembering the past with rose-colored glasses. We look at the past and don't remember. There was some crappy stuff going on then, too. Yeah. So just keep that. I don't mean that as a. I don't mean that as a negative in that there's always bad things going on. But it may not be. You know what I mean? Yeah. It may not be as horrible heading into this horrible decline as you think it is. So I just thought that was kind of a nice. It's little a positive message. Sentiment to share. And good things are afoot. Because there's a game coming to town. Yes. And we're excited about this. Uh, we, in fact, this has been in the works for quite a while, and now it's officially, it's in the books. It's going to be happening. They call it a friendly. Yeah, it's not going to be friendly. Will it be friendly? <laughs> no. I do not know, but we will find out. Rex and AFC is playing uh, the Union 2 Subaru Park, July 28th, 7.30 p.m., and we just happen to have one of the owners of the team, our friend Rob McElhinney, is joining us. Yeah. 
Morning, Rob. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Nice to see you, sir. Thank you for uh, for popping on, man. How much how much time have you been spent putting this thing together, man? <laughs> wow, a, a few years. I mean, we, we've been talking about this uh, just us for at least the last two seasons. So, yeah. But this is the first time that we've been talking about it since the documentary came out. Yeah, which which is a great, by the way. The, this it was sensational viewing. Uh, I I know that uh, I, I think you were um, you were more um, comfortable in in the setting docu series, uh, and I think Ryan Reynolds himself has said that it, he was not initially he was finding it hard to to get his footing, and then and then he acclimated. But really, I, I expected it to be good, but it was really really good. And the people, uh, you know, obviously the Ted Lasso comparisons take place, but I always describe it. I say. It's, it's real Ted Lasso. It was amazing to see it and then end with this fairy tale outcome. Mm. It's just unbelievable. Yeah, well, the first season, the one that's aired so far, had, had did not have such a happy ending. Um, however, the second season, which has not come out yet, but uh, if you're following along at all on social media, you you know, yep. spoiler alert, it's a pretty happy ending. <laughs> but I, but I, I actually think about it a lot like Rocky, and, and, I, and I talk about it with Ryan about that as well. You know, last year when we when we lost uh, in the playoffs, and it was it was quite devastating. There were, I felt like there were two ways to look at it. One was uh, that as the chairman of the club, that we lost, and you never want to lose. But two, as a storyteller, I kept reminding him that at the end of Rocky One, Rocky loses. Yes. yes, and and that's why you keep coming back. That's why you want to come back to the second one. However, when we started getting to the end of the second season, I kept reminding everybody in Rocky Two. He has to win because if Rocky doesn't beat <laughs> Apollo Creed, there is no Rocky too. Right. It turns out he's a loser at that point. <laughs> Boy, why are we? Why are we still watching this guy? Can you yeah. imagine Rocky? Rocky three. He just <laughs> he, he, he fights. He fights Clubber Lang. He loses again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What's so inspiring about this guy? By, by the way, who knows what happens in Rocky four if he loses to Drago? We might lose the Cold War. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah. That's right. There could be international incidents yeah. at play here. Rob, the 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 parallels of Philadelphia and Wrexham seem to be plentiful. There seems to be a lot of them. Uh, does Ryan pick up on that too as as co-owner? Yeah, we, we talk about it a lot. Um, we talk about it a lot. I mean, as you saw in the very first episode of the documentary where we went back, I went back with my father and my son to the house that I grew up in. Yeah. Um, I knew that if I... Um, look, the truth is it's very vulnerable. The reason that Ryan um, was... was uh, nervous about it in the beginning was the same reason that I was. It, it's tricky. People assume that we have cameras in front of our faces all, all the time, and that's just untrue. We have a tremendous amount of control about when cameras are in front of our face. Um, we know when somebody says action and somebody says cut, we're hiding behind uh, the, the lines that somebody else wrote or a character that's been created, and you're not really putting yourself out there. And and when you're making a documentary, you're you're presenting yourself. I mean, the the show as it stands, that is Ryan, and that is me. Um, and if people have criticisms, I can't hide behind uh, a character. They're 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 actually criticizing me as a human being. And Ryan felt that as well as does anybody as, who's the subject of a documentary. Yeah. So going back to my going back to my house, um, you just never know. I, you guys were just talking about the past and nostalgia and and looking back. And you look at things through rose-colored glasses, and of course, you then go experience um, some of those places that you grew up in, and they look very different. 
Obviously, they look a lot smaller than, mm-hmm. than they used to. And, and you just never know what it's going to feel like and how it's going to present itself. Luckily, going back uh, to that house I grew up in, the street I grew up in, the neighborhood I grew up in, it, it brought back all the things that I, that I thought it would. And every time I go to Wrexham, I feel those things. I look in those people's eyes and I talk to them and I walk through those streets and I walk through the houses and I see myself reflected back. And I think the people of Philadelphia will feel the same. Nice. Yeah, I mean, I felt that the first season I watched and and uh, this last year in Philadelphia has really been a fascinating one from the perspective of a sports fan because we've had the Phils and the Union and the, the Eagles and, uh, and to an extent the Sixers. Um, and so for you, Rob, like it's got to be fascinating to see like your hometown's sports teams do as well as they've done over the last um, six months to a year. And then this team that you bought uh, rise, you know, rise up the way that they have. Is it um, is it lost on you um, or is it not uh, the, the comparisons between Philly's success and Wrexham's success? Um, no, I, it, so much so that I, you know, the, the, the union, uh, played in, in the final this past year, which was played out here in Los Angeles. And I, I went to that game. So, uh, I went to the, the Philly, the, the LAFC union final, um, in which I, I gave the cup, uh, to Colin Hanks and I gave the cup, uh, at, at the center of the pitch. And we sort of like part of the presentation right before the national anthem and then the world series, Obviously, the Phillies were in the World Series. Um, I, I threw out the first pitch with uh, with Chase and with, um, <laughs> with with Jimmy Rollins, and and then and I went to the Super Bowl with my son. Uh-oh. And in all three cases, yeah, in all three cases, we came in second. Yeah. <laughs> <I won't> say- <laughs> Once again, Rocky came in second. I mean, I hate to keep bring back to, to Rocky, but again, in the second season, right after that first one, Rocky wins. So I'm 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 really hoping that this is the year. I think the Eagles look solid. Um, we'll see about the Phillies. If you remember last year, the Phillies turned it around at the All Star break. We'll hope that that happens again, and we'll see what happens in the brand new season with the Sixers. Dude, do you have a filter on your Zoom? What a filter? Yeah, you. What if not? Send me no. your skincare regimen. <laughs> really? Look at his face. What? Like, yeah. yeah, you're like glowing. Like you just went went to the spa. It's six. It's six o'clock in the morning. That it might have something to do with it. <laughs> morning the natural, the, yeah, the lividity is from the blood settling in his face from just waking up. I'm serious. I yeah. I pulled up Wiki and looked up your age. I was like, he is 46 years old and he looks like that still. I need to know what you're doing. <laughs> Yeah, send him. Yeah, he's hitting on him. No, I'm just I'm looking. I because there's a you know you can put like a filter on the zoom and it right. like you know like airbrushes you. So I was just wondering if he had the airbrush filter on. Who admits to that though? If they have no that airbrush, yeah, yeah. Well, you you, you do look gorgeous. I, I can second that. Gorgeous. Thank you. I, I appreciate. I'll, I'll take that all day, Kathy. I appreciate it. Thank you, Rob. With the uh, with with the big event coming to town on uh, July 28th. Are you are, are you guys coming in well in advance of that? Or are you going to be boom in and out? Do you have any idea what the plan is? I sure do. Yeah, we're going to be coming in. Uh, we're playing Manchester United out here in California uh, a few days before. And then I'm flying in right after that. I'll be in the city for a few days um, and then we'll, we'll watch the game. And then uh, I'm going to fly back with the team after that to the UK and then come back to the Jersey Shore. I'm going to go down to shore. Ah, uh, for nice. a couple of weeks. That's cool. August. And then you're back in September for the uh, for the the podcast um, at uh, yes, at, yeah. So it's, a lot going on. Yeah. A lot yeah. going on. Yeah. Are you? Uh, had you jet set it as much before uh, being a part of Wrexham uh, as far as uh, going overseas? 
No, I, I, I think I'd only been to Europe maybe once or twice in my entire life. Wow. Um, I was trying to get my kids to understand this, that I had, I had only been on an airplane one time until I was 23 years old. And my kids just could not wrap their, that was when I moved, that was when I moved to Los Angeles. So they couldn't wrap their, their heads around that because they're spoiled little uh, LA kids. But we'll get into that. We'll get into that on on another show. Uh, Um, But, but this past year I've flown to the UK nine times since December. So on one of those first Um, few uh, airplane trips is probably when you met Charlie, right? Yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. Because when I came out and and I, when I was screen testing with, with Charlie, wow. that's a pretty good. That's a pretty good first first. first yeah. Airplane. yeah, it's a very fortuitous <laughs> yep. encounter. Instead of fighting for an armrest, you got a, an extension on your your career. And all you guys, um, the, uh, the 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 you talk about your your kids and they're they're they're, they're wonderful. But uh, in that first episode with your son, where you do visit your the home that you grew up on, uh, grew up in, <laughs> the look on his face is. No, you're lying to me. No, <laughs> no, no, no family could. Ra- what conditions are these? Could not comprehend it. That had to be hilarious to you. It was. It was. It, it was actually pr- pretty heartwarming too. Because, and I think a little bit of it's on camera, but maybe, maybe some of it happened off camera too. Because I really wasn't sure how he was going to respond to it. Because you never want to put your kid in whatever they're growing up in is what they're growing up in, right. and you can't hold them accountable for anything other than that. And and yet you can't help every once in a while, but you know, shake your fist like the old man that <laughs> talks about back back in my day. Uh, so we try we try not to do that. Um, however, it was just right there, just like very stark for him. And I asked him how how he really felt about it, and he said, "Oh, it looks nice. It looks it looks like it would have been fun. It looks like it would have been a cool place to grow up." Yeah. And I was like, "No, no, no! You're <laughs> supposed to look at this and say I could never live like this." <laughs> understand my adversity child and he's like i don't know it seems pretty great and he's like well did did pop pop live here and my dad was like well yeah this is the house i grew up and he's like oh then i think it'd be pretty cool which is a pretty good sign. it is kind of nice yeah you can't argue with the sentimentality of it but you're like oh, do you owe everything to me uh, yes yes uh, but no i can't believe that we're coming back yeah um and doing the then doing the live tour at well first of all I, when did they when did they start calling it the, the tv pavilion because I, I was new, I always knew it as the man music, the man, the man. I, I, th- I did yeah, the name. Well, there's, there's two stages at the man, Rob. So there's the skyline stage, and then there's the pavilion stage, and then the pavilion stage got a sponsorship, which is TD. So uh, you guys are on the main stage of the man, um, as opposed to uphill, which is where the skyline stage is. Got it. Thank you. Now, where is it that when I was uh, in at a certain time of my life, I won't say. Actually, I can say when it was. It was 30 years ago, so yeah. I can do whatever I want. Yeah. <laughs> I was in high school. And we would we would be out in the parking lot yeah. and just uh, drinking and like dumbasses would be doing whippets. Yes. What is that? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Oh, yeah, you know, the whippet I, scene's crazier these days. The, by the way, we would go to no the man. Way. Rob. That's it. That's still that's the yeah. oh, whippets are back. It is like the wild west of whippets these days. And yeah. apparently they have a call. They they yell out ice cold. Yeah. Yep. Which you would think would be beer, and that's mm. where the whippets are. Ice cold. Ice cold. Yep. Yeah. If I can make one public service announcement, yes. and this is not me being an old man and telling the kids not to have fun, but I can tell you this: there, 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 those whippets have existed there for 35 years, and there was a line of people for the whippets, and I was never really in one of those lines. There was usually like a line for the for the cups, and the lines for the bathrooms, and line people just hanging out and having a good time. But I'll bet you, if you went down that list and you just like found all of those people who 30 years ago were in line for those whippets to doing those whippets. I'm going to guess 
that you might be able to find them in places you do not want to be. <laughs> yeah. You do not want to be in your 40s. Yes, yeah. that's well, very true. And sometimes they end up uh, as producers on radio shows in Philadelphia, so yeah. you never know what trajectory they're going to take. And, and uh, But that's really funny because we would go to the man in the summer. This was well before the shed opened in Camden because all the outdoor shows would be there every year. And in part, we would go just because you could be outside and party with your friends. And it's still a great time. 30 years later, it's just a slightly different vibe in, in 2023 than it was probably in the mid-90s. I'll go you one further. I've been to the Man Music Center, I think, I, I'm not exaggerating. I think I've been there 20, 25 times, and I have never been inside. This will be the first time I've been inside the Man Music Center. Did you hang out at the uh, fence at the, the top back of the venue, or did you hang out in front of the venue? Well, again, this is, this is 30 years ago. Um, it's the same. I, yeah, it's the same. I, I, I can't remember. I mean, they would just park the cars everywhere, and mm-hmm. then we would get a ride in from somebody, or yeah. I don't even remember how we would get there, but we would, um, and then we would just be in the parking lot wandering around as like a wild group, group, group of dogs, like a pack of dogs. Yep. <laughs> yeah. What, what are your right. plans for, uh, are you going to perhaps have any Whippet endorsements for Wrexham or anything that will, uh, stadium-wise, that might work out? What do they do <laughs> over there? <laughs> what, is, what is the Whippet equivalent over there? Well, that's gonna say, that's gonna be beer. I'm gonna say that that's that's beer. Very yeah. provincial. Yes. Yeah. 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 They they drink a lot of beer. Um, I'm trying to I'm trying to get them to be whiskey drinkers over there, um, which is interesting because they don't drink. The Welsh do not drink a lot of whiskey that I've noticed, huh. um, which I find fascinating because it's so close to Scotland. Yeah. And it's so close to Ireland, um, which just m- g- gives us a big opportunity. For, um, for Four Walls, which is this Irish whiskey that, yep. that we've made. I definitely want to uh, sample some of that as well. Have you uh, have you found a, um, a pub that you've kind of called home over there? Well, yes. So uh, the turf uh, yeah. is the is the bar that's attached to the um, to the stadium. The stadium, yeah. And in fact, the bar itself is older than the club. Uh, the, there was a bar there first. Then they built a football team. Then they built. Uh, the stadium that was attached to it. So, so the stadium was actually originally built in 1802, and it was a racetrack. And so they had this bar that was built there even before that. It's amazing that this whole thing started with a bar sometime in the late, say, 1700s. Yes, and then it's from amazing. there, they're like, "Why don't we build a?" There's just a bunch of drunk guys standing around going, "Well, why don't we build a stadium?" Okay, <laughs> build a stadium. Why don't we race horses and our dogs around it? Okay. Hey, what? What if we? There's this new sport called football, soccer. Mm. Why don't we make a soccer team? Sure. So everything was born out of the bar. Yeah. And I think that that's pretty fortuitous because my entire life has been. <laughs> yeah. Out of bar. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and successful television show as a result. I, I, I'm curious if, if anything makes you nervous these days, Rob, because you did, you and Ryan got a chance to spend a little time with King Charles and, and Camilla. And was that at all nerve wracking going into that? And, and what was that experience like? Um, no, it's actually pretty well documented. It, uh, you'll, you'll see it if you if you watch the second season of the show. Um, it, I, I wasn't necessarily nervous. I, I was. Look, it's tricky as an American. I, I and and I talk about this quite a bit because we we got etiquette lessons. Yeah. And I, I it's just hard. It, it, we are the, the descendants of the people that that ran away from that way of life, and and escaped it, and then. Uh, and I don't know if there's history buffs out there, but we actually fought a war with those people to get a, to get away from from the monarchs. So I was I was concerned. I mean, like the idea of like showing deference to a human being and to bow and to kneel to someone is just not a part of the American character. Right. That said, that said, they kind of have done away with all of that. Um, the truth is, you don't bow, you don't kneel, you can turn your back to the king. That's all just not 
It's just all nonsense. It doesn't really exist anymore. They couldn't have been more lovely. Um, what they do for a living is go around and talk to people. So they're really charming and, and fun and funny. Um, and he, uh, King Charles made a joke to me, um, which I thought was legitimately funny. And he followed it up with an even second one. He, he asked me where I was from. He, he said, do you live in Los Angeles? I said, I live in Los Angeles, but I'm originally from Philadelphia. And he leaned in and he said, uh, I hear they, it's always sunny there. Ah! <laughs> well <And> so, done, <laughs> sir. When I, when I laughed, he then leaned it in even closer and he said, the young people tell me what to say. <laughs> That's awesome. I thought, man, oh. this, guy's, this guy's killing. That is That's cool. fantastic. Um, Rob, you know, we mentioned that the podcast uh, that's going to be uh, September 18th. That's the date on this. We have all this information at PrestonandSteve.com. But there's t- there's ticket pre-registration for the game, uh, Wrexham and uh, Union 2. Uh, and you can go to PhiladelphiaUnion.com and do the pre-registration. Um, who from Sunny might be coming in for that or, or our cast members coming in for that? I mean, we know you and, yeah. and Ryan will be there. Yeah, we're going to bring the whole crew. I mean, awesome. Um, and we're also going to bring for anybody who's fans of the documentary. We're going to bring a, a bunch of people from uh, from the town. Oh wow! Town of Wrexham. Oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah. You know, there, there's um, bringing it back to Rocky, but it, it, I don't know. Ro- I, I, Rocky just plays such a, a, an indelible part of my life, and and just this entire experience. And I think it represents so much. Um, and there's just something about those steps um, that that have become it's become a part of Americana, but also like cinematic lore. And there's just something so beautiful. Uh, yes, everybody goes there and they run up those steps for the first time. But any, on any given day, you can meet people and find people who run those steps um, because they've overcome something. They've mm-hmm. overcome overcome something in their lives. Uh, in fact, there's a whole book that's written about it. Um, a lot of people go after, after they beat cancer or an yeah. illness. Just just the idea of overcoming something that's uh, some, some kind of, of adversity in their life. And there's a lot of people of Wrexham. Uh, who've who've done that very thing, and we're going to bring them to the to the city, oh. have them experience the game, have it, have have them experience Philadelphia, and and run those steps. That's great. I love it. I love it. And I love the whole uh, that the, the the cast is coming too, because because if Danny comes, he can cater the event from Jersey Mike's for us. <laughs> <laughs> my my God, I mean, I'm the reason I'm the reason I'm most jealous uh, of of that besides the cash is that. He's being more publicized for that. They're doing more marketing on that than anything I've ever been a part of. It's crazy. Wrexham, yeah. Son, it's everywhere. Uh-huh. It's Rob, everywhere. I was just driving on the Schuylkill, getting off at the Conshohocken exit where I live, and I was, I went by. I'm like, is that Danny eating a hoagie? <laughs> <laughs> There's a big billboard and, up. Uh, uh, like I, I can almost understand it out here because, believe me, the billboards are are everywhere. Um, I can kind of get it here because we're so far away from Jersey that mm-hmm. we need we need a, a sub they call it a sub shop yeah a sub shop uh, that would serve something like they make in Philly or in Jersey and it feels like they maybe want to stay away from Jersey and Philadelphia because you're getting the real thing there apparently not yeah so you have you have Jersey mics in in Philly and yeah, in yeah. yeah oh yeah, yeah. The, the commercials run on the on the station yeah I, and, and I have, uh, TV commercials them as well I mean, yeah. and Danny DeVito I don't think. I get paid what he gets paid. <laughs> no, I have endorsed them. Now, is I, is it good? Well, I guess if you're, you've endorsed them, they're an official sponsor or some sort. But but I see you wearing a Wawa shirt. No, no one can be Wawa, Wawa no. right? And by the way, my son, my son Leo, who came back to Philly that time, 
uh, is obsessed with Wawa. Yes. So we we went we went to Wawa. I mean, every time I come back, I go to Wawa for a number of trips. He just will not shut up about Wawa. <laughs> he loves Wawa. You're raising him right. Yeah. Yeah, amazing, it, it, right. it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, we have this, it's the battle royale in PA between uh, Wawa and Sheets as you get, you know, further out west. But uh, Wawa is, is not, Wawa is now in multiple states. Yeah, Wawa's taking over the country yeah, yeah, eventually, so. at least on the East Coast. I, I watched my son almost get into a fist fight when somebody asked him what Wawa was and he <laughs> described it. And the kid said, is it like 7-Eleven? Like, <laughs> he, turn, he, like, he turned and looked at him. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Hold on. First of all, I was excited that he had a little Philly yeah. fight in him. I was like, okay, maybe he's not just like a Los Angeles kid. Mm-hmm. And he like almost came to blows. It is not 7-Eleven. There yeah. you go. Wow. Hey, I, uh, I reached out to you a little while back because I went and saw a show at your alma mater at uh, St. Joe's Prep. And uh, their theater program is called The Cape and Sword. And it, I, I just I, I texted you because even at intermission, I was blown away at how well run that program is. I don't know if Tony Braithwaite was your director when he was there, but he's still there, and he directed my daughter, and they do something really cool at the end of every show, Steve, that, uh, Rob, if you and my daughter, uh, after she graduates high school, were in the same uh, uh, audience, they would do the same exact thing. They acknowledge all the alumni, and wow. they say their names. So they would say, like, uh, and, and, and Rob McElhenney, and then the whole cast goes, McElhenney. And it's really, really cool. I don't know if they did that when you were there or not, but it was it was a really, really cool experience. And, and I'm, you know, I think it's pretty neat that you and my uh, daughter now, uh, you know, kind of, like, share the share same time. Yes. Yeah, it's pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah, Tony Braithwaite, um, he would have come the year after I left. And I could have used him because I never did one play at that high school. What? The, the, the reason that I got into plays in the first place, people always ask me, like, why did I go into, into entertainment? Um, it was simply because I was such a terrible athlete and all of my friends were playing football and basketball and baseball. And I tried everything and I would just get my butt kicked like over and over and over again. And one day over the loudspeaker, um, the, somebody came on and said, uh, uh, Notre Dame Academy, which is an all-girls school, are looking for boys for uh, their plays. Is anybody interested in auditioning? You get to leave school and go and spend two and a half hours being the only boy in <laughs> school. So I started doing all the plays. Yeah. Gwen and Mercy in Notre Dame, Mary and Mercy. And I, I, I just never did a play at the press. Oh, wow. Yeah, I believe you about the athleticism of your friends because when uh, Preston and I went over to the Constitution Center when you were um, getting the uh, Cora, uh, Cora yeah. acknowledgement, met a number of your friends. They, they all look like Michael Phelps. They, you know, yeah. they're, <laughs> they're, they're huge. Yeah. They're, they're absolutely huge. And uh, it's funny because I, I, hear, I hear one of two things. And because I'm on, because I'm on Sunny... And then because I'm doing Welcome to Wrexham, and in Welcome to Wrexham, I'm standing next to Ryan and then a lot of my friends often. And all of the guys I grew up with, for some reason, are 6'3", 6'4", 6'5". Ryan is huge. Yeah. First of all, his head is massive, and he's probably 6'3", 6'4". So you see me on that show, and I look tiny. But then you see me on Sunny. And I'm standing next to Charlie, right. and Danny, <laughs> and people, I look like, so I know based on someone's response to seeing me for the first time, they either say, "Man, I thought you'd be a lot taller," 
then I know they watch Sunny. And when I hear them say, man, I thought you'd be a lot shorter, I know they're watching Rex. Yeah. <laughs> nice. It's all relative. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, ma'am, we'll get word out, obviously, uh, about the game. Uh, like I said, pre-registration for the uh, Wrexham and Union game is uh, the tickets are available at uh, PhiladelphiaUnion.com. And, of course, the Always Sunny podcast live at The Man September 18th as well. There are new episodes of It's Always Sunny. Uh, you can catch them Wednesdays, 10 p.m. on FXX as well. And we're working on live broadcast yep. for the soccer game and, and all this other stuff and tying in. And, and it's just exciting. It's going to be a great way uh, to celebrate summer. Uh, with this game and then getting into fall with the uh, the podcast. So, uh, well, listen, man, thank you for checking in. It's wonderful, and uh, and we will see you in short order, all right? Thank you. I will see you all very, very soon. And we'll leave you with this music. This is from Rocky Four. <laughs> <by the way. laughs> thank you. Rob McElhinney, yeah. everybody. Wrexham AFC in the Union. Uh, Subaru Park, which if you've not been to a game, uh, it's a hell of an experience, yeah. and seeing it live makes all the difference. You will all absolutely get a, gain a greater appreciation for uh, soccer slash yeah. football. Uh, we are going to take a break. We're going to come back in a second. The B-Files on the way. Stay with us. What's new? Glad you asked. The Revivalists. Lincoln Park. The Hooters. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WNMR. Couple of things. Don't forget, it's Tattoo Tuesday. We still have your chance to win a $350 gift certificate for Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. Text word tattoo uh, to 39333. And I would like to reiterate uh, the numbers that we mentioned earlier this morning for the I Believe for Presidency Blood Drive. Uh, we had set our sights at hoping to break a thousand units. Yes, gang, you killed it. One thousand one hundred and sixty-nine blood donations were made. That's two hundred and ten more units than last year, and that's getting back to our big, big record numbers that we've had in the past. Like, like scoring eleven hundred units is a big deal for the Red Cross. If we can get to like twelve, that's just insane. So. Um, we thank you. We had we had over 100. We had about 123 first time donors this time around. That's fantastic. And you just knocked it out of the park. Okay, so here was the all time record was 1,426, and we did that in 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're getting back there. We're, right, we're, absolutely. We're almost to 1,200. That's uh, huge. Lady. So maybe <laughs> next year we'll uh, we'll see if we can aim a little bit higher. So. Uh, thank you to the students at Newman Media and Newman University for providing uh, video and uh, videography and streaming services, Window Nation for the uh, reusable totes and Everfresh Juice and Juice Drinks as well, Live Casino and Hotel Philadelphia, the American Red Cross, uh, of course, the Expo Center and Oaks, everybody who was a part of that. So we really appreciate it. Uh, before we do the Bizarre File, let me give away another $50 gift card uh, from our friends at Burgers by Wild Witch. And by the way, their website is wildwitch.com. The burgers are phenomenal. So good. Uh, so we'll take caller number 16215263WMMR. Uh, where there's, uh, where's the Wild Witch truck? Let's see. This Saturday, they're going to be at the Old Fashioned Ice Cream Festival at Rockwood Park and Museum in Wilmington. And then from July 1st through the 3rd, you can find them at uh, Red, White, and Barbecue at Chad's Ford Winery. Uh, so visit wildwitch.com for details. So call number 16. We'll take care of you. Let's do the Bizarre File. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. 
Brought to you this morning by Horizon Services. When you have an AC breakdown, you need it repaired today. Horizon Cooling, Heating, and Plumbing repairs your system. The same day or you don't pay, look online at horizoneasybook.com. A Michigan mom is not loving it after she found a box cutter in her child's Happy Meal. What? From a McDonald's, as another parent claims the same thing happened to her. Oh, that's cool. So that's the new promotion? Yeah. Dawn Parrott shared photos on Facebook on the bright yellow box cutter. She says her seven-year-old daughter found inside her Happy Meal on Sunday in Warren, Michigan. I wanted one with the loaded revolver. Uh, Parrott said, uh, the amount of worry and rage that went through me, I've never experienced. Uh, Shockingly, another mother uh, in Michigan, Kayla Almshay, uh, had said that she, too, found a box cutter inside her child's Happy Meal about three weeks ago at a different location. Is there anything that inherently makes a box cutter not a Happy Meal? I, I don't know. Uh, Al Mache said, my baby, like uh, she always says, Mama, will you open my toy? So uh, she gave me the toy, and she went to give it to me, and when I grabbed it, it was a box cutter. Well, now you can open your own toys with Parrot, a box cutter. <laughs> Parrot said that she, she was shocked and angered that one of her children could have been hurt if the box cutter ended up in the wrong hands. Uh, after hearing her story, Almache had felt that she needed to come forward. She picked up food at a McDonald's in Brighton, about 40 minutes away from the restaurant that Parrot had ordered from three weeks ago. The mother said she immediately called the restaurant to look for answers, but received almost no no real answers. According to the two women restaurants, the restaurant's owners uh, said that they have a box inside their stores that is used as a catch-all for random items in the kitchen. Ah. Uh. And they basically just said that they have uh, the catch-all box, that's the Happy Meal box, and some ninety must have accidentally grabbed it. One of their worst promotions was the stick of sweating dynamite. Oh, oh yeah, 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 because yeah, that's Nitro very Blister. volatile, yeah. and, uh, and it could go up at any minute. A deputy in Escambia County, Florida, uh, nearly drowned after he was swept into a drainage pipe while trying to rescue a trapped driver. Wow. On Friday, Deputy William Hollingsworth was on patrol, helping stranded drivers caught in rapidly rising waters from severe and torrential downpours. After radioing to dispatch his location and his plan to help the driver, he got out of the squad car, started walking through the floodwater. Seconds later, uh, he saw a driver get pulled underwater. His body camera shows it, and in an effort to rescue the driver... He plunged at him by getting swept underwater, too. It's horrifying. The driver and deputy were sucked into a drainage pipe, swept under a four-lane road, submerged wow. underwater for about 30 seconds, and traveled nearly 100 feet before getting spit out on the other end of the roadway. They could have gotten trapped in Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so the officer says, can you believe what just happened to us? He said, just breathe, buddy. And the other guy says, I almost died as he was laying there in a patch of grass. And the, the deputy said, I almost died, too. So uh, both guys are totally drained. Uh, first responders, hey, hey. Hey, hey. Uh, on scene, called an ambulance for the driver before getting checked out, and the driver thanked the deputy. That's another nightmare scenario. A Japanese hibachi and steakhouse in Florida is the center of an investigation surrounding seven people who were allegedly poisoned with methamphetamine after eating uh, together at one of the restaurant's hibachi tables. Oh, my God. On June 9th. The is Santa- that a uh, classic Japanese dish? The Santa Rosa County Sheriff's Office announced that it was investigating the incident at Nico Japanese Steakhouse, but no arrests have been made so far. Drug tests uh, conducted uh, confirmed that at least three people involved in the incident tested positive for meth and <laughs> negative <laughs> for all other drugs tested. Husband and wife, Brandon and Jordan Gray, and their friend, Matthew Gilly, said that they were seated at a hibachi table. 
and they were with four other guests who had already been served salads. Uh, neither party involved in the incident knew each other beforehand. And according to Jordan, she and her husband didn't notice anything out of the ordinary during the dinner, but began experiencing symptoms later on that evening. She said none of us slept. All of us had racing hearts. It was very scary. Brandon called a friend who was a police officer to tell him about their symptoms to ask her advice. Friend advised him to head to the hospital because another family had arrived in the emergency room after eating at Nico with the same symptoms. The family who checked into the emergency room was the same family that the Grays sat with. Wow. So yeah, drug, there you go. Drug tests were conducted and confirmed that the Grays and, and uh, Gilly were all positive with methamphetamines and negative for all other drugs tested. Do those chefs do uh, kind of cool things with the narcotics when they're preparing them? Maybe they do that. Yeah. Maybe they flip it around yeah. a little bit, throw it in the air behind their back and stuff. <laughs> uh, so no arrest been made. The Grays are considering filing a lawsuit, but they want to know what happened first. According to Jordan, she and her husband regularly dined there, and they always had pleasant experience. This time, however, Jordan said in the chef's insistence, that they tried the sweet soy salad uh, sauce stood out to her. She said, we got a little bit of a lecture from our chef on how healthy soy sauce is for you, particularly that you should take it like once a day. Have you ever been to a seahorse party? Other than that, like I said, everything was fairly normal. And the Grays took leftovers home, turned the food over, food over to the law enforcement uh, for further testing. Interesting. Uh, the steakhouse has been cooperative with authorities throughout the entire process. All right, then we'll do one more story. Um, this is interesting. This guy named uh, Jordan Haber. He said, I made a bet with my friends, and I made it into the NBA draft. Now, the 21-year-old incoming law student from Florida has never played a single game of college, <laughs> high school, or even what? middle school ball. Only rec leagues with friends. But he'll be heading to Barclays Center in Brooklyn on Thursday to take part in the annual draft. This is amazing. What started out as a joke between friends soon became serious when Harvard discovered that he met the conditions to be eligible, like being at least 19 years old, being part of this year's graduating class from a four-year university in the U.S. I uh, said, there's just a bunch of small little things that I ended up meeting, and I sent over an email to the NBA, and they got back to me and sent over paperwork right away. And now the lifelong Miami Heat fan is in New York City and is gearing up to meet some of the sport's biggest names. He said, so my friends, Michael and Gunner, they only want me to shake Adam Silver's hand, but for me, it's like my TikTok wants me to meet uh, Wemby and Scoot Henderson. Uh, so what's next for him now that he's found himself in this position that most people dream about? He said, I think when I walk into the Barclays Center, I will get pretty emotional just because of how far this has come. It's what you dream of as a kid, like that small chance you get drafted. Uh, and he added, the moral to this story is I want to show people that you can do anything yeah. if you just set your mind into it. Well, he won't be able to make the team, even if he sets his mind to that. So I got to go against him on that one. And that is what I have in the bizarre file for you. We are going to take a break. Come back in a minute. And uh, we'll get you the lesson question, trash and music news, and we return. Stay there. Looking for fun things to do this weekend? Yeah, Robert's weekend calendar has you covered. Shows in town, movies to see, exhibits and specials around the Delaware Valley. Just use keyword weekend calendar at WMMR.com to get the list. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at AcmeSwoopinAndWinGame.com. 
Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Window Nation, you feeling the heat, mm, are you? High temps aren't the only thing that are getting you hot under the collar. Wait till you see those energy bills. The solution? Call my friends at Window Nation for new energy-efficient windows. And right now you get 50% off any style window. Bows, bays, double-hung, sliders, 50% off. Plus zero down, zero payments, and 0% interest for 24 months. And this week only, you can receive an additional 10% off. 866-90-NATION or go to windownation.com and tell them we sent you. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Um, we're going to ask today's lesson question and give away a prize associated with that. We will have uh, some Super Mario Brothers movie passes. and um, Oh, no, I'm sorry, not passes. You get the prize back, which does include the film on Blu-ray. So, the question is, in 1918, what did they call Sex in the City? 215 263 <laughs> WMMR. Let's see if you're listening. That was from early this morning, like 6.45 when we were doing the birthdays. Or no, no, there was a story about sex in the city. But in the year 1918, what did they call sex in the city? 215-263-WMMR. Call if you know. The trash business is a goldmine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, is it this or no? Yeah, it is. Okay, sponsor brought to you by... 80 Moyer Lumber, expert since 1939. 80 Moyer Lumber is your professional source for decks, windows, doors, kitchens, millwork, and more. You can visit them on the web at admoyer.com. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, the on-again, off-again divorce of Real Housewives of Atlanta star Kim Zolciak and estranged husband Croy Bierman is reportedly on again. This news coincides with our collective didn't-care-still-don't-care attitude. Yeah. <laughs> Rapper Boozy Badass. I know he's one of your face, Preston. Boozy. Taken into custody by federal agents after an Instagram Live video showed him with a gun tucked into his jeans. Badass, who is a felon, tried to explain the video, saying he was just trying the new Insta gun-in-your-waistband filter. Oh. Logical explanation. And finally, former E! News co-host Kat Sadler. Revealing she recently had a comprehensive facelift and multiple cosmetic surgeries. The 48-year-old former beauty queen says her face had become so saggy that she was able to blink her chin. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to see if you know the answer to this. In the year 1918, what do they call sex and the city? 215-263-WMMR's number. We'll go to Jim. See if he knows the answer. Hey, Jim, good morning. Good morning. All right, buddy. It's coitus in the city. Coitus yeah! in the city. You got it, Jim. Hang on. Going to give you a Super Mario Brother movie prize pack, which includes the film on Blu-ray, and you can experience the year's biggest blockbuster event. Like never before, never before on the Power Up Edition blockbuster event like you've never seen before. I already said that. On digital again. and Blu-ray. Is that the Power Up Edition? It's the digital blockbuster event that you've never, uh, like never before. Uh, and supersized exclusive content available now for Universal Pictures Home Entertainment. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Oh, boy. Brought to you this morning by our Helium Comedy Club, bringing the laughs to Philly for many years. Helium Comedy has the best comics of today and tomorrow live every week. And tickets and line up at Helium comedy.com. Uh, Nick just forwarded me this 
story. Apparently, there were two people were killed and several others were wounded in a mass shooting at the campgrounds near Washington's Gorge Amphitheater. Yeah. Or is it the oh. George? It's, it's near the town of George, but the, the amphitheater itself is the Gorge. Um, yeah, it was a, an electronic dance music festival on uh, Saturday night. Three people were wounded, including the shooter who was taken into custody. Um, and I don't really know much more the, of the details uh, other than that. Uh, what I had heard was that um, the shooters had been dropped off and walked into the campgrounds with their weapons. Whoa. Um, and uh, this is where I went and saw Dave Matthews Band last Labor Day weekend. I'm planning on going there again for this Labor Day weekend. It's an unbelievably gorgeous place. Most people end up camping either in RVs or tents. Um, but, yeah, this and they, they had to end the that EDM festival yeah. uh, because of the shooting. Is terrible. there a defined... Um, Enclosure well, or no, Stephen, and, and I, that's what a, a lot of people are having a bit of an issue with. I mean, it's twenty twenty hindsight at this right. point. Yeah, but you can you can drive in. There's no you know you're driving in an RV. Nobody's right. checking anything. You know, so like there's just no real security outside of the venue itself. That no. might change. Yeah, uh, Lamb of God's Art Cruz has revealed that Carlos Santana is one of his favorite drummers. What? Which is really <laughs> weird. Yes. Uh, Cruz said, it's a tough one, asking this question. And honestly, I've always had to say, uh, my first inspiration, he said, I just got finished actually watching a video of Woodstock. And he said, Carlos Santana. He said, he's not a drummer. However, to me, the entire entity of Santana and his music is very percussion-backed. It's very percussion. So as a kid, that's what I first listened to, and it's what I first saw. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's what I first saw around my entire childhood. So... You that, must be out of your goddamn mind. He said, that's what got me into drums. So I stuck with that. So Santana, I have okay. to classify him as one of my favorite drummers. Weird, but it's the truth, he said. Uh, after that, he said, <laughs> I, he said, I would most definitely say Mike Portnoy. Huge part of my career. He said, good friend now, thank God. He influenced me to really think outside the box and get creative and have that Portnoy factor in my playing. And I'm sure if you're a drummer, you can hear that in my playing. Santana's, I mean, we're watching the clip from Woodstock. That his bands over the years, when they play live and they riff and they go, it's so amazing. Yeah, and this, uh, that performance, yeah. Michael Shreve, the drummer, plays this solo to yeah, this yeah. day that I'm just like, that is incredible. Uh, and he said, my third is a really hard one, man. He said, top three's hard, but I'll probably have to say David Garibaldi, drummer for Tower of Power. said, I'm a very funky dude. Tower of Power. So he loves Garibaldi. All right, um, and then just one more story and done. Lars Ulrich explained Revolver Magazine that Metallica is far more in tune to their emotions today than when they started and make a concerted effort to stay emotionally in touch with one another. And how did saying that make Lars feel? He said that uh, hugging your fellow bandmates is definitely something that we do enjoy along the way and being open about our love for each other and our appreciation for each other and how grateful we are that the 40-plus years later, or that 40-plus years later, we can still stumble along and make it happen. He touched on the band's upcoming, uh, I'm sorry, he touched upon the band's uh, May 2022 concert in Brazil in which an emotional James Hetfield told the crowd he was dealing with a major bout of panic and insecurity before the show and explained how his bandmates helped him work through it. Uh, And Ulrich said some light on the uh, situation. He said, James was quite open about it earlier in the day. We try to check in with each other as much as we can on a daily basis. We try to be open and transparent with each other. That's in contrast to the 30-something years ago when you were not allowed to have feelings because you were just a 20-year-old metal robot. But now, being comfortable with who we are in the aging process and all that stuff, you kind of go, ha, wasn't that funny, Uh, you know, in that song when you effed up really bad now? He said, we just laugh and joke about it. We celebrate you. (laughs) We celebrate the human qualities in that. Yeah. 
and the fact that uh, we are people going up there every night just trying to do our best. I want to fight you. <laughs> But not anymore, right? He no, wants to kiss, kiss him. him. Yes, that's yeah. all there is to it. That's the the whole genesis there. I want to kiss. I want to kiss you. <laughs> I don't know. I thought it over, and now I want to kiss you. I want to take you out back there and kiss every one of you. Kiss you like the French girls kiss. <laughs> Just uh, the three of us, four of us, me and you. Absolutely, uh, lots of lube and uh, butts, and nuts. All right, so uh, Marissa added one more thing to this list. Uh, pre-sale for the Hooters at the Keswick November 3rd and 4th has begun. It started about 35 minutes ago. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, you can go to keswicktheater.com and use the code word CONNECTION. The general sale is on Friday at 10 a.m. And uh, if you want to check out the interview with the head guys yesterday, it's posted now at PrestonandSteve.com. All right, as we're taking a break, let me give away the last $50 gift card to Burgers by Wild Witch. We'll take caller number 8. At 215-263-WMMR, you get a $50 gift card for these fantastic burgers. By the way, it's first solar-powered mobile kitchen in the greater Philadelphia area, and they specialize in smash burgers. And they make everything on the truck from scratch, even the mayo. So you can find their daily schedule at wildwitch.com or follow them on Facebook. You'll be happy that you did. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. Finally. How we doing at the barbecue Barbecue 2023, starring Shinedown. This is Billy Idol. Saturday, September 16th at Freedom Mortgage Pavilion, including Aaron Jones, Larkin Poe, Dirty Honey, Finger Eleven. Tiger Cub and MMR's local shots artist, Vixen77. Plus, the return of the Preston and Steve side stage. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster. Lawn tickets start at just 25 bucks. Text FINALLY to 39333 for a link to all the details. From 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks. Thank yous are going out right now. Thank you to Wild Witch for bringing by... Fantastic yeah. burgers, burgers by Wildwich. You can go to wildwich.com for all that. Uh, thank you to Rob McElhenney. Yeah. Great conversation with Rob about the event coming up with Wrexham and the Union uh, in the end of July. It's on the 28th. And then the Always Sunday podcast is going to be September 23rd at The Man. Um, you so, can see that flawless skin in person. Yes, you can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kathy's not paying attention. I'm sorry. It's okay. Uh, but uh, she enjoyed his flawless skin. And uh, thank you to our crew that went out on the street this morning. Sarah, Connor, Tina Marie, Melissa Kai, Gina, yeah. Aaron, Brendan, and Soup all went out Damn. and handed Damn. out... Donuts and scratch-off lottery tickets to the throngs of people. It was like the Mecca and Moses leading them. It was an astonishing collection of people just excruciating sitting in that traffic. It may have appeared that there was no traffic, and what little traffic there was was going 70 miles an hour, but that was not what was really happening. No, no, not at all. So uh, we thank them for going out there. We did make some people happy. We did. Which was great. So, uh, Let me see. And before before we chat with Pierre real quick, it's Tuesday, so ta Tuesday. Got to give away our prize. And our winner of a $350 gift certificate for Florida and World Tattoo and Piercing is Keith Hudoka. Hudoka! Yeah. Woo! 
who is from Abington. And Keith will get that, like I said, from Floating World Tattoo and Piercing there at 1729 South Street of Philadelphia for artwork samples. You can visit floatingworldtattoos.com or check them out on Instagram at Floating World Tattoos. So congratulations to Keith. What's happening, Pierre? Oh, life is good. Um, thank you guys again for having the Hooters uh, yesterday. That was fun. Yeah, we had a real, that was, was a fun yeah. conversation with those guys. And it, it's up uh, on, as you said, PrestonandSteve.com, also on WMMR.com. Yep. Uh, so it, uh, it w- I was looking back on it and <laughs> seeing, watching the three of them in some quaint little German village with three, you know, German Cold beers. German beers. You know, it was like. Uh, have, have you seen them in Germany? Yes, I thought so. Yeah, yeah. I I went to some town and uh, uh, Eric said you sh- you need to introduce us. I go really, and they had some German DJ there, and uh, he, they talked to him. Eric speaks German, um, so he taught me phonetically how to say "Good Day Kiel" or whatever the town was, some seaside town. And, uh, you know, welcome Das Hooters. <laughs> yeah, Das Hooters. Um, it's just so cool. Uh, the, and I'm, the reaction over there is just, uh, I it's mean, great. it's great here, but it's phenomenal there. Isn't it funny how they have their, the, you know, Germany has a number of those things yeah. where they, uh, the bands can continue and, and, and have this sort of status that they don't enjoy anywhere else in the world. Yeah. And it seems to be Germany most often. Yeah, yeah. there are there are bands that have pockets of fans. Right. right. And it could be anywhere around the world. And in the US too, there are some sure. bands that are that are really popular out west that right. really Sammy Hagar. How, yeah. How, yeah. Yeah, it was huge in, in the Midwest right. and and uh yeah it's interesting how they find their footing in certain spots. It is very cool. Yeah. By the way I see Preston you're wearing your rainbow shirt. Thank you. Is very this cool. not awesome? It's amazing. Thank you, Sarah Parker. Indeed. So she made this uh, I thought this was like a rock shop shirt or something like that. Uh, our original logo was this: these series of arches uh, with uh, smaller and smaller arches within. And Sarah last year first got this idea and just put it as an image uh, on the website. And then this year said, "I've got to take it further mm-hmm. and uh, put the the rainbows in there for Pride Month." And then her incredible husband Jake made us this wooden carved out uh uh rainbow but the coolest thing about it is the the original um I don't know how you would say curved structure. You know, it kind of looks it, it kind of looks like a Wi-Fi uh, exactly signal right. to tell exactly. you that you got Wi-Fi. It's a little bit it goes a little bit further, but right. it's cool. Yeah. Well, the original one had that, and underneath it, it said Metromedia Stereo, which was the first company to own us. And these ones also say Metromedia yeah, Stereo, yeah, which I love. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's it's a throwback with a with a little modern flair to it. And, oh, uh, here it is. Oh, cool. Yeah. her. I thought at first this was just on cardboard, uh, but her husband, Jake, carved this into wood, uh, and we have it in uh, Studio 4F, my studio. I love it. Uh, yeah. Kathy? It's cool. I really like it. I like the shirt. I uh, complimented Preston this morning. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. So anyway, happy Pride Month. Thank you, Jake. Happy to wear it. Yeah. Thank you, Sarah. And thank you, Sarah. Uh, shall we do the letter? So yes. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by The Letter. O as in opera. All right, I like it. And we're going to give away a family four-pack of admission tickets and fast lane vouchers to Dorney Park and Wildwater Kingdom. You can enjoy your favorite coasters and thrill rides in Dorney Park. Family fun at Planet Snoopy. And over a dozen water slides in Wildwater Kingdom and all for one admission price. You can get the best deal on admission tickets today 
at DorneyPark.com. Uh, what you got in store for today? Uh, well, first off, I want to plug Friday because my workforce block on Friday will be John DeBella. Um, <laughs> yes. So um, it, uh, this is his next to last week. And then next week will be his final week, and uh, it's a, I still can't comprehend it. I, I can't either. Um, and uh, so I'm going to be on his show next Monday, even though that's the first day of my vacation. I want to. I'm going to California, but I, I, he wanted me to come on the show, so I'm going to be on a week from yesterday. Was today Tuesday? Yeah, yeah. week from yesterday. Uh, I'll be on his show uh, in the nine o'clock hour, but uh, this Friday. <laughs> Uh, he will be the workforce block. First so. they took off Blossom, and now he's retiring. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, he's John's coming up. Uh, also on the program today, we have Weezer tickets, which is way cool. They're going to be in town next week. We've got Green Day. we got Smashing Pumpkins. we got Hailstorm in the workforce box. Got a lot with Pierre coming up. All right, I want to thank our sponsors. Preston Steve Show is brought to you today by Duncan. And the Preston Steve Show runs on Duncan. Also brought to you by A.D. Moore, your professional source for decks, windows, doors, Mill work and more, admoyer.com. And thank you again, Duncan, for all the donuts uh, to give away this morning during our amazing. little event. Uh, tomorrow on the program, uh, it's a Wednesday, so that means Fox Good Day, Secret Text Word. But also in the studio, we have the president, the new president of the Philadelphia Flyers, Keith Jones. Cool. And he's bringing by kind of a, it's a, uh, it's a debut. Brand new. Flyers uniforms. Yeah. And wow. Yeah, we get to see what yeah. they're going to be like here. Um, and also we're going to have comedian uh, Alex Perlman in the studio, too, and uh, we'll do a bunch of other things as well. That's it. We're done. Rage on and have a great day. And we'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. The United States Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. Border Patrol agents enjoy great pay, outstanding federal benefits, and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives for newly appointed agents. If you are looking for a way to serve something greater than yourself, consider the United States Border Patrol. Learn more online at cbp.gov careers usbp. That's cbp.gov careers usbp.